B-A-S-C-A-L You are now rocking with that dude Pascal We be going wild Haitian in the building So, so, so original Got the haters catching feelings Get your hands up to the ceiling And keep them held high Cause Sandy Wiss is ready Forget about it, goodbye Hold up, we just saying hi Five somebody, rise up Weekdays, catch us live Somebody, let's go Good morning, everybody And welcome to the Pascal Show Yes Woo What's good, y'all? Happy Monday, everybody. Happy freaking Monday. I hope you guys are having a fantastic one. Staying busy. You know, I hope you had a an, a, an effective but relaxing weekend. You know, there's a lot of things that are going to be coming up this particular weekend. A lot of people are going to be going out, having a good time, doing what they do. You know how I'm saying. They're going to be out there celebrating their ish. Their 4th of July's, they're going to be wearing their 4th of July uh, American flag bikinis and swimsuits, you know what I'm saying, swim trunks and all that. Uh, There's going to be a lot of fun, a lot of barbecuing and all that. I know that there's some things that we're going to be talking about here and, you know, it's up in our our top news for today. So we got a lot to talk about because there's there's some crazy stuff going on. Um, It's crazy. But honestly, just real quick before we get things started. Um. I went out out of town to celebrate my birthday weekend. I mean, it's been the longest, like, two and a half weeks of my life. Um, Lots of celebrations, lots of reason to uh, wake up with a smile on my face. Um, I'm happy that I'm alive. I got to celebrate my birthday this weekend in Chi-Town, Chicago. And it was really, really great. It was great to see a different town, see how everybody's living out there, too. There was a lot of interesting things that happened out there, which... There's a lot of things that they're doing that's completely different from what people are doing here in St. Louis. So it was really cool to uh, see that and actually see how they're dealing with the social distancing, how they're still being able to have restaurants open, how they're dealing with all that. Bars, restaurants, social gatherings, all that. So I got to see that and we'll get into discussion about that here very shortly. Uh, But I really did enjoy getting a chance to get out and see the see some other part of the part of the country for a change um and it was it was cool you know i had a really good time really relaxing and all that gentlemen jackie tommy what's a guan how y'all doing over here you guys have a good weekend yeah i saw you had that beautiful view of trump tower right outside your window up oh, there in chicago have mercy it was right smack right in front of my face i open up the windows trump's name is right there in my face but i gotta tell you outside of that aside of all that bull ish it was a beautiful view i mean it was worth yeah. every moment i mean it was worth just seeing that it's nothing it's a logo whatever it is what it is i just really enjoyed everything else around it but yes (laughs) that trump logo was something else what's up uh, he knows how to pick some prime location uh i mean having that chicago river right there uh you ever been up there and seen it when they uh, dye it green for st patrick's day i have not yeah it's pretty i've seen i've heard about it but i haven't yeah uh, but yeah, Chicago is a fun town, man. Uh, I've lived up there for a little bit, so it's uh, it's always fun to visit. And uh, and hopefully, we went and had a good good meal here and there. They got some really good restaurants. Bruh, I wouldn't had some of the best ramen in my life. Yeah, that's, that's all I'm <laughs> gonna say. Some of the best ramen in my freaking life. So much that I bought another batch 
and brought it home and ate that last night too. So (laughs) it was phenomenal, bro. It was phenomenal. Uh, But at the same time, Chicago's dope. Shout shout out to Chi-Town. You know what I'm saying? They know how to keep it, keep it moving, holding it down, even during this pandemic, even during this crazy time. The other thing is, though, I got to see a lot of the the. I got to see a lot of the businesses that got rocked and got caught in the wave of the riots and the looting that happened during that time that it was going on in Chicago. Obviously, things have subsided, things have slowed down and have cooled off, but it was good to just see all that as well um and it, it it's it wasn't it's not great i mean it wasn't it wasn't great at all but at the same time it was it was a blessing to be able to just be a part of that and see see that as well um so you got to see a lot of beauty and 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 a lot of the beast at the same time it was it was very interesting you know but the other thing that i found really cool is that um uh me and my girl went on this architecture cruise on the river um, that went out into the lake and, and you know, Lake Michigan, and, and we got to come back and all. We got to see the skyline and all that. But what was really dope, and, I, you know, this is just me. This is just me. But one of the things that was really, really cool, cool as hell, is that as we were driving, as we were sailing back down the river, and we're seeing people sitting on, on the sides of the sidewalks and the, the boardwalks, and they're eating or they're just hanging out. You know, people, there's a lot of things that are shut down so they can't really do much um there was a lot of people that were putting up their fist and screaming blm screaming out black lives matter and this was all races all different types of people and what was really cool is that there were so many people on the boat that were raising their fists and just you know chanting back black lives matter it was so cool it was it was really really cool and this and i'm telling you some people you wouldn't think would throw up their fist actually threw up their fist in that way. You know what I'm saying? It was really cool to just see everybody come together. And it's like, these are people that are off on the shore, just chilling and they're just screaming out. You know what I'm saying? It was just, I don't know. There was this, this camaraderie that was really cool that I really, really enjoyed while being able to see the beautiful architecture of Chicago with the history. And it was really dope. It was really, really dope. Food's phenomenal. You got to go check out that ramen spot. I forgot the name of it right now. I feel bad, but it's phenomenal, though. Anyway, (laughs) Tommy, how you doing, man? Moving on. We can't hear you, Tom. (laughs) It's all good. Can't hear you. Jack, are you talking? Can you talk? Yeah, you're on. Okay. Just you. I can't hear Tom. It's all good. That's interesting. Yeah, there we oh. go. Yeah, just be sure to turn your ish up, bruh. Turn yeah, them ishes so up. For whatever reason, the microphone button on uh, Skype wasn't working. Interesting. Excellent. Yeah, just tur- right. turn yourself up a little bit. You're a little quiet. But while you're doing that, how you doing, my brother? I think there's a dial. There's a dial on your... Try that. That work? That's a little bit better. Tell me when. Keep going. Check one. Check two. Check there we go. One, there we go. There we go. There we go. Is that about right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Enough, enough, enough. Anyway, how are you doing, my brother? Real quick, how are you doing so we can jump into this stuff? Yeah, I'm doing good. I had a good weekend. I uh, got some writing and a little bit of recording done on my side project podcast. And um, <clears throat> But then yesterday, my parents called, and they 
asked if I could come over and help put away some decorations uh, they still had up from Christmas. Oh, wow. And, uh, yeah, well, my mom my mom had a fall right, around I Christmas. So right. it's been tough for them to put stuff away. But they were doing it yesterday. And I guess they realized they bit off a little more than they could chew. Word. So they called me. So I drove over there. And, well, long story short, I can't lift my left arm today at all. Oh. It's so, it's just an excruciating pain. So. Oh, boy. Getting older. Yeah. <laughs> We've all been there, brother. Trust me, even yeah. when you're young and, and sprightly. You know, able to move around and do what you need to do. Uh, still, we have those moments where you can't lift your left arm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> is that called a stranger? I don't know. Anyway, moving Ooh. on. It's too early, Pascal. I know. It's way too early for sex jokes. <laughs> way too early for sex jokes, man. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> uh, mo- good morning, everybody. I hope you guys are all doing well. Thank you guys all for tuning in. Speaking on it, being a part of the conversation today, saying good morning to all of us. We got Australia in the house. Hello, Malia. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, Good morning, Tony Vaughn. What up, Mang, on Facebook? Queen, my queen. Queen Empress, good morning, queen. Angel, good morning as well. Keep the comments rolling down below. It really, really, we would really, really appreciate that. Um, But anyway, moving on, we got to go into this conversation. One of the main topics of the day. Now, Florida has been a very interesting, Florida's been, been, Florida's an interesting state, y'all. Let me, let me just start that by saying that, um, the, since the, the, the pandemic, they have been doing everything they can to keep things moving down there. I think they were one of the last places to actually shut things down as far as like the beaches and, and all that. And um, what's funny is Florida now has officially shut, excuse me, has officially shut their beaches down for the weekend of 4th of July. Now, this is some really interesting stuff because the governor of Florida was saying we are not shutting down. There is no way in hell we are shutting down. This is actually what he said on Friday, last Friday. There's a huge discussion because, of course, cases were, were, were peaking. Some of the biggest, uh, uh, some of the biggest uh, cases uh, happened in a, a single-day cases happened this past week. So, of course, the governor of Florida was saying, no, there's no way we're shutting things down. Well, during that weekend, they put out a mandate saying no alcoholic drinks can be served at bars and restaurants obviously trying to slow down people from going out, trying to practice that social distancing. Because, of course, as I said before, he refused to have the state shut down. Now, as of this morning, they have just put out that all beaches will be shut down during Fourth of July weekend. Fellas, what what are your thoughts on that? And if we have any backstory, we got to talk about this because this is... Stubbornness at its finest. I, I just had to throw that out. What y'all yeah. think? Speak on it. Uh, Tom, do you got more information on it? I saw that Texas and Florida bars have been closing down and that you know there's a couple different individual bars that really had cases come out of it. And they were going to like uh, delivery uh, of, like, of liquor sales and you could go by and pick up as like to-go cups. But it didn't really prove to be enough. So people were still not social distancing. And you imagine alcohol has probably got to be 
one of those things where, like, if you're already out and about, maybe you were wearing a mask, and now you're taking drinks every two minutes, and then all of a sudden you forgot to put, you forget to put your mask back up. Uh, so, you know, alcohol probably makes it to where you're a little less likely to social distance and also less likely to take care of your own social distancing measures that you're taking. Mm. Uh, so, uh, I don't know, but it's going to hurt the economy uh, down there for sure. I mean, that was the goal, to keep it going so you could, they could make some money. Of course. Uh, but, you know, there's too many people who are getting sick. And now the age down in Florida is like average age of people getting infected is like 29. Yeah, the, so, uh, mm. the the demographic, the number and demographic as far as age is dropping. There's a lot of kids that are getting sick. There's a lot of young adults that are getting uh, getting infected. And, yes, the average age is now getting b- lower than 30 years old, and that says a lot. But you got to remember as well, there's a lot of young cats out here running around going to the beach, going out, trying to get their vacation in, trying to get their summer vacation. So I can see that the infections would go and start starting to dwindle down towards towards those age ranges because yeah you'll see a lot more younger single men and women trying to be out and socialize i mean it's only a matter of time that you know you're going to have people wanting to kick it yeah you you've mm-hmm. been locked up for 3 months 2 3 months some places 2 some pe- places 3 some places even more, and then you're suddenly going, wait, oh, we can go out and we can be, we can be social on the beach and be scantily cr- clad and, 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 and drink, some, drink some colors and talk some trash to people? Okay. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? They're gonna, of course people are going to do that. You see what I'm saying? I mean, yeah. even, even when I was in, you know, just speaking on, a, on my own experience, I, I mean, you know, even when I went to Chicago, they were really pushing <clears throat> for everybody to social distance as much as they could. But at the same time, you can't stop the human condition from happening. People are going to talk. People are going to socialize. People are going to get together, whether you know that person or not. You see what I'm saying? It's, it's, only, it's, only, it's inevitable that people are going to sit there and go, oh, hey, what's up? See what I'm saying? Especially if you haven't talked to somebody in a really long time. You, like outside of your friends or outside of your kin or your 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 loved ones you know that people are going to want to reach out and touch someone well not literally touch somebody but you see what i'm saying you know is that a southwestern bell commercial slogan or is that at i think it was yeah <laughs> thank you you're, you're you're welcome deep cut but anyway southwestern bell what the hell anyway moving on you see what I'm saying? Like, so there's going to be, it's inevitable that people are going to want to gravitate towards each other because that's what humans do. That's what people do. So it's going to be very hard for people not to want to be near or communicate and talk to each other. So I can only imagine on a beach, have mercy. That's insane. You mm. know what I'm saying? Especially and when you're young. Bar. Or a pool bar. Yeah. Especially, especially when you're young. Think about it, y'all. We all been there. You're young, horny. You've been locked up for a long time. Now you get to see skin. Now you get to go out and kick it with your with your friends that say that they're they're you know that they're not sick, that they don't have any, you know, stuff. So you're you're literally throwing a lot of that stuff onto trust. 
And then you go out there and you're meeting all these people. I mean, it's just, you know, it's only inevitable that that, that kind of stuff is going to happen, you know? So it's very interesting that Chicago, I mean, not Chicago, uh, Florida is trying to shut down um, slowly. You know, they're saying, okay, no, no beaches for the, for the weekend of 4th of July. And I feel bad for anybody who has plane tickets, has had any plans on going out to the beach for that weekend. You know, that, that's, that's prime time. That's prime beach time. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, it's uh, summer. I mean, yeah, everyone wants to go out, but that's the thing is like people can avoid social, you know, socializing with each other. It's just that we're choosing not to. Uh, that's a problem. Like there's other countries that have had less like infection rates and stuff from people that just chose to say, yeah, uh, we're not going to stop work, but we're going to actually really everyone's going to wear a mask and everyone's going to do their part to actually like stop the spread of it as opposed to nah it's against my political stance to wear a mask yeah. and no this is against my rights to protect myself and others like it, I, I don't know it's a, it goes along with that stupid american um type of mentality of you know i'm in, i'm invincible and i can go out and i'm fine oh only old, old people are getting sick well not anymore <laughs> like and people are getting it and getting it for a long time now too. There's some people that are saying they're like they're getting sick and like they're sick for like three, four, five, six months. Yeah. Like mm. people that have had coronavirus and had like been in the hospital for a long time or just have had symptoms afterwards that are just like even lingering longer. So like I think there's just so much more that we still don't know about it. So it's um, it's really like scary and interesting to see how everyone responds to it. Yeah. You know, one thing I've noticed is like when I go out, you know, I wear a mask everywhere I go. But one thing I've noticed is very often the people not wearing masks are people that are older, that are in that, you know, dangerous age range. It seems like when I'm out, it seems like the group that is least likely to be wearing a mask are senior citizens. And it's just like, is that how much getting old sucks? You're just like, end this now for me. I don't mm. bring it on. I'm tired of living. <laughs> Take me, Lord. Take me. <laughs> so it's Red weird. Fox. Like everywhere I go, it's like it's like clearly you're old. You're over sixty, and you're not wearing a mask. And, and it seems like you know everywhere I go, younger people are much more likely to be wearing masks than older people. And it it, it just makes me think that getting old must really suck. Mm. People are just like just end it. Just bring well, it on. It, well, it's hot when you breathe in that mask, Tom. You know. <laughs> right. <laughs> but you know, I can't stand the uncomfortableness of it for an hour. I'd rather rather chance getting coronavirus. Yeah. Like. <laughs> mm. I, I go to the grocery store. Do you know how people don't wear a mask at the grocery store? Oh, that's ridiculous. Uh, so that means not only that are they not like protecting you, but they're also walking around all the food yep. yeah. and breathing and everything else. And some people that I see like are in there and coughing or sneezing or yeah. just like heavy breathers, yeah. like walking around like. I don't know. It's it's more the being inconsiderate towards, you know, everybody else as well. You, you know what? You know what? I, I always talk uh, chalk it up to maybe they forget. Sometimes pe I feel like sometimes people forget to bring their their mask. I, it does happen, mm -hmm. you know, when they're just running out the door. And I understand leaving one in your car and all that. But at the same time, 
I can see a lot of people who accidentally just go, oh, damn, damn. I forgot my mask. Okay, I, what I got to get is really quick. There's no point of me turning around, driving all the way back home to get that mask. So I could see where people might do that. And, oh, then, yeah, actually, and then actually just get the dirty looks, you know. Um, but at the same time, yes, I, I do feel like, yeah, there, there definitely needs to be something where people need to really turn this into a habit. Every place that we went to when we were in Chicago, even when we were walking out on the streets, we had a mask on. Um, yeah. It was just, it was just a mandate. It was just literally, or it was our own personal mandate. It was our own personal law because we just didn't want to go somewhere and find ourselves getting sick um, later on. Um, you know, we still got to be able to go and see the world. You know, um, so you got to wear a mask. Unfortunately, there's a there's a lot of videos out there, a lot of viral videos of people who just refuse will refuse to go into uh, will refuse to wear a mask while walking into a Walmart, walking into a grocery store. Um, so you, you see a lot of those videos out there, too. You know, there is a video also out there of a man getting arrested because he for, he forgot his mask and he's full on getting tackled to the ground. Cops on top of him. Just because he forgot to wear his mask, just because he forgot to bring his mask. Um, and I think that there's got to be a certain level of understanding, you know, um, now I'm not sitting here saying that everyone should get a pass, but I think that there needs to be either. There is a, Hey, you forgot your mask. We have a whole bunch of them here, here, here's a disposable one for you. You know, and I understand that can get expensive. I get that. But at the same time, Hey, if somebody forgets their mask, maybe it's just a matter of like, Hey, uh, you know, we got something for you. Just wear this. You could take it home with you. <laughs> you could throw it away as soon as you walk out the door. But please, you must wear this when you walk in. And I think that's something that a lot of businesses need to start doing. You know, mm. like, for example, real quick. And I was extremely appreciative of this because this happened to me. So I got an, I got an Uber because I, I, I took a rental out to Chicago so I had to go get the car. I jump into the Uber. And as soon as he pulls off, I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot my mask. Literally forgot my mask. Guy goes, do you need one? And I was like, well, we're already go you can swing back. He goes, no, 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 no. I already got disposable ones. I got a whole box of clean ones right here. Oh, nice. He's like, here you go. Hands it back to me. I'm like, thank you so much. Put it on real quick. You know, and he was wearing a mask, too in the car, of course. So I appreciated him for doing that because the funny thing is, is that when I went to the place to rent the car, they said on the, on the window must wear mask before walking in. Now imagine me going all the way out there to find out that I, I couldn't go rent my car because I didn't have a mask. So you see what I'm saying? Like instead of him making a big fuss of it, instead of me making a big fuss of it, he just turned to me and said, Hey, you need a mask? I got you, bro. No worries, homie. You don't, we, don't need a, you know, we don't need to circle back. I got one. And I feel like that's a lot where a lot of places need to start doing that as well. I mean, I understand mm. that people have their rights, and they think that there's a dictatorship if you wear a mask. I get that part. I, I, I hear you. I hear you. It doesn't mean that I agree with it, but I hear you. 
But I feel like a lot of establishments need to just start having those on standby so then you don't have to deal with the BS anymore. You know, it's like, hey, this is our man. This is what we have. These are the rules that we have in our establishment. Here's a mask. Boom. Wear your mask. Wear the mask. Just wear it in here. Throw it away afterwards. Do whatever the hell you want afterwards. We don't give a damn. We just care about the people who actually come in here. And that's it. Now, I think they need to do that for every other place. For every place, I, I think. I can understand a federal location maybe going into a spot if they required it. Uh, forcing a private business to be able to provide it for everybody that comes through. I think it's uh, it's called a social re- responsibility. It's like, I hope you didn't forget your condom. Or you know, it's a, you know, I hope you didn't forget to put your seatbelt on. Oh, I just forgot. Sorry. No, yeah. I, I think it, that's, that's letting people off way too easy. It's a global pandemic that is on the rise and is actually just like exploding more. So, no, everyone's got to chip, chip in. You can't just say, oh, I forgot. Like, it, it's, it's beyond that. Like, be an adult. Mm. Yeah. And, like, go and get your mask and bring it with you and don't forget it. Just like you don't forget to put pants on. Don't forget to bring your mask with you. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, like, it's infuriating seeing people out that are, are, are not wearing masks and not taking care of Word. their fellow human being. Like, yeah. It's not that hard. Yeah. It, it, like, it really isn't. It really isn't. Um, you know, uh, we do have a comment here. I'm going to read this really quick. Ben Gowdy on Facebook. Thank you so much for commenting, Ben Gowdy. I live in California. Masks are required everywhere at all times now. There are. There were bouncers at grocery stores not allowing people in. Wow. Real nice. talk. That's crazy. You know yeah. what I'm saying? That's what Good. it needs to happen. Uh, and your your name? Your name? Yeah, sorry. You're not on the list. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Where's your mask? You're not on the list, man. I'm sorry. You're not on the list. Actually, just go ahead and get your stuff delivered. You know what I'm saying? If that's a huge problem, go get your stuff delivered. You don't have to go into the grocery store then. But that's the thing. These are the things that need to be need to happen. Unfortunately, I understand there's a lot of people who sit there and go, oh, you know, that's the whole obey the law type of stuff. And fine. If that means that I don't get sick and, and, and get anybody else sick, fine. Fine. But I do also feel that a lot of these grocery stores and a lot of these big box uh, businesses, I feel like they could just put some... Uh, masks onto the side available just in case somebody forgets because those things do happen you know accidents happen instead of making a huge fuss about it that's what i personally think you know Mm. i I just don't think most people are forgetting them i think most people are just being jerks i think people are just blowing it off i mean I, i don't think when i go to the store and half the people in there aren't wearing masks that half of them just yeah. happen to forget their mask. I have a friend that works at uh, Trader Joe's. He works at the Trader Joe's in Santa Fe that had that woman that was posing basically nude except for the mask covering up her bits every except her mouth. I don't know if you remember that. It was when this all kind of first started. There was some idiot that did like some photo shoot in front of a Trader Joe's. He works at that one. And yeah, he's just like, yeah, everyone, you know, half the people that come in here are just morons that, you know, don't care about don't care about me don't care about my well-being don't care about the well-being of the other shoppers i mean you got to keep in mind if you're working in a place like that you're there at least eight hours a day you know yeah just breathing in everybody else's breath so if some jerk comes in there without a mask 
know that the entire staff is just hates you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Man, it's um it is unfortunate. And the funny thing is, is what's so unfortunate about this conversation is that we're having this conversation again. Yeah. Why? For two different reasons. One, because people are stubborn as hell. And two, because people are stubborn as hell. Mm-hmm. Just think about it. Okay. We're having this conversation about to, to wear or not to wear an a-, a mask. That is the question, right? So we have that. Then on top of that, it is to wear or to not wear a mask. That is the question. Again, because if people were doing this, if we are practicing things, maybe there wouldn't be a second wave happening right now. I mean, if you really think about it, as of yet, I don't know. Maybe we can look this up. We don't have, we haven't heard anything about Italy having a second wave now, have we? I don't think we have. At least every single time majority I turn on the- Majority of country. It, say that again, what? Because <laughs> it took out majority of their country already. <laughs> but if you think about it, in Europe, you don't hear, you haven't heard anything outside of just China. China had a second wave, sort of, and then I don't know, you know what I'm saying. They, they might be hiding a lot of information. So I don't really trust the news or the numbers from China. But outside of China, just Europe in general, a lot of the other, you know, Western European countries, you haven't really heard about any any type of surge or any type of second wave. America, though, we getting slammed. Why? Because, and I get it, we want to get the country running again. We want to get things up and running. We got to get, uh, get back on our feet. People are tired of sitting around. I get all that stuff, but it's because... We're, we're being stubborn. Or as soon as they lift the mandate, suddenly everybody and their mom is shirtless, butt naked, swimming around, not even practicing social distance, distancing at all whatsoever and causing for a second pandemic, a second wave. All because there are people out here saying, I got my rights. I'm going to walk into this establishment however way I please. You can't tell me what to do, America. That makes no sense. When everybody knows clearly that this is all going down. But then, you know, and I'm not here to try to throw anybody under the bus. I'm not trying to bash Trump or anything of that sort. But you got to remember, we do have someone, the president is also pushing the whole thing of, I don't need to wear a mask. So, of course, everyone's following the leader. Not everyone, but I'm just saying. People who feel some type of way are leaning towards our president who isn't practicing any of those things. Even the vice president is not following those things at all. So... It's just crazy that we're having this conversation again. We're back at it all over. Remember when we were in the like when we first started doing the social distance distancing show? You know what I'm saying? Remember that time? <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Feels like it was 7 years ago. You know? So much has happened since then, but still we're back at it again, yo. For real? Yeah. Damn. 
And my God, we beat this story to death. No kidding. For weeks. I mean, we had people, I'm sure they're back in the comment section today saying, please don't talk about it anymore. Exactly. We're just beating it to death. <laughs> but apparently we didn't beat it to death enough because we're right back where we started because morons aren't wearing masks. I oh. saw a, a, press, a press conference thing where they were asking uh, Pence uh, about the rally and how if they're putting out guidelines saying that people should be wearing masks in public, uh, then why is the president and the vice president and everybody else not wearing masks? And why are you hosting a rally where people are going and then your staff got COVID and Secret Service got COVID uh, and, and everyone's not wearing masks? And his response was that you know, there's the right to peaceably assemble in the First Amendment. So it's like, oh, so do as I say, not as I do. Yeah, right. Yeah, because yeah, yep. and that just happened, right? Didn't that just happen? Yeah. Yeah. It just was like two days ago. Right. Got to love that. And, and, and so it, it, that's all I'm saying. I mean, you know, I'm not I'm not trying to get anything. I'm not trying to throw like I said, not Trump bashing, not just saying I'm just stating the facts. And the facts are we are out here. We're watching our own leader of this country showing one one different uh, a different side of things rather than doing and practicing a a. A, a proper way of one social distancing and one and the second how to conduct oneself right now during this pandemic. And then you have a lot of other states that are refusing slowly. I mean, like, you know, for example, Florida is just fighting tooth and nail to keep things open. And I understand that we got to keep things moving. But at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Everything's still about facts. Everything still dwindles down to what's really going on here. And everyone's refusing. There's a lot of people, powers that be, that are refusing to listen and look at the numbers and, 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 and see what's really going on. So anyway, definitely comment down below and let us know what you think on that conversation. Um, you know, it's, it's so much so much you can do you know what i'm saying there's always so much you can do uh un unfortunately um <laughs> carrie ivory just said stating facts is trump bashing yeah i guess so you're right <laughs> hey i was just thinking about when you're in the, going into that uber I, I thought you uh before didn't you do a thing where you could make a mask out of underwear Yes, yes, I did. So yes. there's, there's always a way to have a mask, Pascal. So I, I know. Uh, the funny thing is, is like I could easily just put my pull my shirt over my nose. I mean that that could have been another option. Uh, you know, there's many ways to do what we need to do, and it, it's just you know, that you know, what you gonna do? It was a moment. It was a. It was a. It was a brain fart moment. You know what I'm saying? And walked out the door, didn't realize, man, oh, man, I don't have my mask. But I was lucky enough to be in an Uber that the guy was hella cool and was like, hey, here, I got some, you know, here's some hand sanitizer for you, all that. And it was cool. You know, we got to I got to get there, do what I needed to do. And we kept it moving just like this show. We got to keep it moving. So moving <laughs> on to the next subject, we got to talk about what's going on in St. Louis right now. Y'all, this is some crazy stuff, man. <sighs> I'm not, I ain't going to lie. And Tom is doing exactly saying exactly how I feel on the inside. I went to Chicago, right? And Ish went down in St. Louis so hard. 
that it got it went from national to international news so there's a lot of things that happen locally in our town that we are going to talk about that is most definitely something that y'all probably already heard about as well it is in our top news title right now today mayor lighter cruising is being let's just say pressured into resigning into stepping down from her seat as mayor of St. Louis because of a moment. Oh my God, a really bad moment. We're gonna show this video real quick because y'all need to see this. Tis bad. And then we'll dump, jump right into it, okay? Oh my. <laughs> Roll that beautiful bean footage. St. Louis coming under fire. She publicly read the names and addresses of protesters who called for defunding the police department. This morning, she's under serious pressure to resign, and ABC's Zachary Keish is on the story. Zachary, good morning to you. Dan, good morning to you as well. You know, the questions and concerns came from protesters, but then the mayor exposed them in the sense-deleted Facebook video. Now, the local ACLU chapter there equates what happened to essentially public shaming. The mayor says it was a mistake. <laughs> She's the Democratic mayor of St. Louis. I love this city, and for three decades, I've led some of our most important fights. And this morning, Mayor Lida Krusen is facing calls to resign after her decision to release the personal information of people in favor of police reform. They presented some um, uh, papers to me about how they wanted the budget to be spent. During a Facebook Live coronavirus briefing, Mayor Krusen pivoted to the protest and started reading some of the names and addresses of residents who have called to defund the police. This is, uh, I may be saying that wrong, same address as 75 million to cure violence, 210 million to affordable housing, 100 million to health and human services, zero to police. Well, here's somebody. Who does that? I think it is. Uh, Man. Wants all the money to go to um, cure violence, affordable housing, human services, not nothing to go to police. Uh, that address is on. The idea that? of defunding the police means reallocating funding from law enforcement to improve things like education, mental health care, and other community programs. In a statement, the ACLU of Missouri saying the mayor's actions serve no apparent purpose beyond intimidation. We are stronger when we foster open dialogue. Mayor Krusen now saying, I would like to apologize. While this is public information, I did not intend to cause distress or to harm anyone. For some local leaders, the backpedal fell short. We cannot uh, normalize this type of behavior. I think that is a, an incredibly dangerous precedent to set. Whoops. The mayor received. Um, <clears throat> okay. So she screwed the pooch. Horde. Why? Why? Why, oh, why would you do that? That's the question I got to ask. I want to ask her on that. Why? Why? Oh, only I'm, she I'm, could come I'm, on the show. I made a mistake. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> but yeah, we've been okay. That's another. That's a side note. That's a side story. And we could talk about that in a little bit. But let's jump into here. Okay. Why would one do that? 
Why would she suddenly realize, oh, that was a bad idea. Oh, my bad. I'd like to apologize on calling out and giving the addresses and full names of said people that were a part of this conversation that I was having that are trying to defund the police. Who would do that? Who on God's green earth would do that? You clearly are trying to do something. You clearly, that is not a mistake. You had right then and there. As soon as you did this stuff, okay, Joel Schumacher at such and such and such and such. We got Megan Fox. It's you had all that time whilst reading it going, wait, this is not a good idea. Is this a good idea? You could have picked up the you had you had all that time even before you went into your live video, y'all into your live video. Before you even went live, you had all that time to figure out, hmm. This is a bad idea. I'm not going to read their names, but I'm going to talk about the meeting that we had. That's fine. But all of a sudden you go and you pick up the, the piece of paper and you read all their names and their addresses. Who does that? You clearly are trying to stir the pot and you really want something bad to happen to them. Why would you read those things, man? Why? So wow, go ahead, go ahead, Jack. Like, so like a lot of times during like these city council meetings and stuff like that, people will submit comments like from the public, and a lot of times it includes all their information on it in order to be able to submit a comment. And if things are read, typically I believe that they read all the information on the sheet that was provided, which includes their name and address, and like so that people can publicly comment and like, get referred back to them and everything. Uh, because especially it's being submitted as a public comment, so their name and address is on file, it's on record, uh, it could have been found by anybody, but the fact that the mayor took, like, she could have done her live video without reading it. Now, you know, it wasn't the right time for it to be read. Um, you know, but I think in general, I mean, that information is already there, but in the climate and, the te and like, in the contextual meaning of whatever thing, everything behind it, like, that's dangerous. <laughs> like... <laughs> Yeah. There, there's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Tom. I mean, I just it's hard for me to believe she didn't know exactly what she was doing. It's it's hard for me to believe that Thank she, you. this wasn't an act of intimidation on her part. Mm -hmm. And we do this show, I mean, there have been several times since we've been doing this show where somebody will pop up in a viral video, you know, a Karen or somebody like that that calls the police on a black guy that's just standing around doing nothing. And in those instances, a lot of times, those people's real names will be floating around on Twitter. But, you know, none of us are like trained journalists here, but we know not to, you know, not to dox people, even if they've done something bad, unless other mainstream, like if USA Today has named them, then we'll name them. But even on our show, we know not to dox people, you know, whose names they may not want to have known. So... For her to go out and do this, I don't buy that, oh, this is what normally happens. She knew what she was doing. She was trying to intimidate and call out people that wanted to defund the police because she doesn't agree with it. Yeah, and uh, obviously she was very upset because if you watch the video, there's a I watched the actual video when she started naming everybody. And she says, I had a meeting with the, the, this group of people, and she said it was very one-sided because the group of people were very what did she say she didn't say loud but she said something along the lines of like they were very vocal 
So it was a one-sided conversation because the group that I was talking to was very vocal. And you could tell that she's fr- she was frustrated. If you're going to make that statement, and then as soon as you make that statement, you pull up, you pull out your list of names with the addresses and all that. And then you say, oh, I guess a lot of these guys have the same address. So I'm assuming this is an office of some sort verbatim. That's what she said. It wasn't even her going, huh, that's weird. Moving on. She had to go into detail and say, oh, yeah, these guys must be it must be an office of of some of some sort. That doesn't make any sense. Why would you give that much information out there, yo? There's no point of you doing that. Yeah. You are giving out information for a very good, re- for a very specific reason. You were clearly reading those things out and going, oh, this must be an office of some sort. What are you trying to signal? What are you trying to say there? That makes you look really, really bad. Yeah. Here's the blueprints seeing- of here's the blueprints of the 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 area. Here's the blueprints. Here's the, oh there's 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 a whole bunch of shrubbery in the front and then the, 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 this you got to get a ID to you know a five key to get into the office. Like wh- why would you say all that? Why would you give them that kind of information out there to the public? You know exactly what you were doing, Tom. What were you gonna say? Yeah, I mean it's just <sighs> I forgot what I was gonna say. But sorry, brother. Uh... <laughs> I got well, something I, I can add in real quick. Go ahead. Yeah, go for it. Getting your thoughts. So to uh, a friend of the show, Tashara Jones. Yes. That's uh, where I was she, going. She, yeah. she tweeted. Uh, were you going to read her tweets? No, I wasn't going to read her tweets. But I, I wanted to point out, I saw somebody mention in the chat that, you know, they were asking, is Lyda Cruz a Democrat? Yes. In name only. I mean, let's be real about this. She's a Democrat in name only. Uh, her main opponent in the last election was Tashara Jones. Tashara Jones is known as the shadow mayor of the mayor or the mayor north of Del Mar. Yeah. In St. Louis, for those that aren't familiar with it, there's something yeah. called the Del Mar D- Divide, which basically north of Del Mar is where most of the African-Americans in St. Louis live. South of Del Mar is where all the whites live. Lyda Crusen was elected mayor on the votes of the white people south of Del Mar. I don't think she made much, if any, inroads north of Del Mar. So she's a Democrat. Because only Democrats can be elected in St. Louis, but she's a very soft D Democrat. She's <laughs> barely um, a Democrat. What What's funny is that uh, I contacted Tashara this mo- this morning um, because I wanted to see if I can get her on to speak on this, uh, speak her opinions about this situation. Um, and it looks like she's. I'm hoping that she'll be on this evening to talk yeah. about it because she was one of the first people as soon as I saw this I'm I was on her yeah. Facebook page just seeing what kind of things she had to say about this and she was like damn shaking my head you know where we made national news because of this situation um so yes uh Tashar Jones hopefully will be on later on this evening to talk about this particular situation and we're going to dive into this conversation and and get her two cents her full two cents but yes she is Tashar Jones is allegedly the mayor north they call her the mayor north of Del Mar and a situation like this where they are trying to they are urging they are pressuring Mayor Cruzen to step down from her seat uh, you never know what's going to happen here. Uh, you know, Tashara might be uh, stepping up and maybe, mm-hmm. you know, doing what she needs to do to become mayor 
of this great city called St. Louis. But we do not need something like that ever happening again, period. Um, yes, she is Democrat, but yes, I agree with Tom. Soft, soft Democrat, for sure. Because um, yeah. here's the thing. She is known in this city as someone who does not support the black community at all. That is the consistent problem all the time. That is the consistent issue with her. There are a lot of people in the black community in St. Louis that feel that she does not have the black communities back. She does not listen to the voices and the, the one full voice of the black community here in St. Louis at all. What's very frustrating to me is this. <clears throat> Since the Black Lives Matter movement has happened, <clears throat> excuse me. Since the Black Lives Matter movement has happened, you have seen her at demonstrations holding Black Lives Matter signs, standing next to people that are holding Black Lives Matter signs. She has been at certain demonstrations, peaceful demonstrations. Now, was she doing that just for show? Was she doing that just to look good? Was she doing that just because she wants to get reelected? Hmm. Inquiring minds would like to know. There's no reason for her to go run around, act a certain way, show that she has the support, that she supports the Black Lives Matter movement, and then go on to her live Facebook feed and give out that kind of information, period. There is no reason for her to do that. You basically just said you do not have the black, you are not a part of the Black Lives Matter movement. You are not supporting it whatsoever. You do not put out that kind of information, ever. A lot of things need to be answered, Lida. A lot of things need to be answered, and you literally screwed the hell out of that pooch. As much as you've been trying to build a certain view of yourself with the black community, you just dropped napalm on that bee. Real talk, man. You got some explaining to do. Lida, you have some explaining to do. That's what I think. Mm-mm-mm. Damn. Can anyway. I read uh, Tatrara's uh, four tweets that she has here? Come on. Yeah, so she says, at a time when there are national calls to defund the police and redistribute resources in a way that values black lives, now is not the time to be divisive. While we often disagree with the people we serve, we can do so without being disagreeable. It was irresponsible for the mayor to publicize the names and addresses of her constituents who were exercising their constitutional right to free speech and to petition their government. The mayor's actions not only endanger her citizens, it is also reckless. And this is the part that I found interesting as well. The timing of her disclosure is ironically the day before an alt-right KKK rally in our city. Hmm. And then the last thing she says, I echo the calls for Mayor Cruson's resignation. Constituents should not fear retaliation for expressing their opinions on how our government aligns its spending priorities. Hmm. Hashtag resign now. Uh, yeah, the, it, it adds a little bit more to it, knowing that there's also an alt-right KKK rally that's going on, I guess, on, on the 27th, so two days ago, on Saturday. Um, that's um, the same time that Trump was tweeting out a video that said white power. Right. So yeah, which, of course, cool. yeah, well, we, we're, we're jumping the gun here. We will talk about that here very, very shortly. Um, but yes. Should she should she re resign or no? Nah? That is the question. 
Definitely comment down below. Let us know what you think. We got to go into a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about, you know, let's just say the um, natural born killers of St. Louis to a couple, a male, female couple running around holding guns, uh, toting guns and uh, pointing it at Black Lives Matter protesters. Um it's a very interesting conversation, very interesting thing. This is also in St. Louis. This also went, got national and went to international news. So we definitely have got to talk about this. We'll be right back. This is the Pascal Show. Bye. Hey, welcome, welcome back, guys. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. If this is your first time checking out this show, please go hit that like button underneath this feed right now if you're enjoying the conversation. And of course, go crush that subscribe button. That would really, really mean a lot. All right, moving on. We got to talk about this situation that's going on or that happened over the weekend here in St. Louis. It has hit national. It has gone international. This is some crazy stuff. Two people... uh, Husband and wife were out outside of their mansion in the Central West End area uh, with with their guns, pointing them at Black Lives Matter protesters. Tommy, speak on it. Yeah, uh, there were protests this weekend in St. Louis related to what we were just talking about with Lida Krusen doxing all of the people online. People are calling for Lida Krusen to resign. They're protesting about it. So they were out protesting yesterday, and they went into a private gated neighborhood and started marching past some of the houses there. And then this couple, who are now internationally famous, the McCloskeys, Mark and Patricia, their personal injury attorneys, went out and started waving guns around at the protesters. And so, yeah, now, now St. Louis is right back in the spotlight again because of these two. Well, we like our, our two minutes of fame. Yeah. Sure. Just can't help ourselves. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were marching their way down to go see, you know, I guess, protests at the mayor's house over in Central West End area. Uh, there's a couple of these streets that are all completely private streets that are mainly historic homes. Um, and they uh, went in and broke down these wrought iron fences. Uh, they were blocking off the streets. It's like a completely private streets, private sidewalks. Everything's private. Um, and I guess their their house is like probably right next to the entrance um, to the gates. And so they said they were out having lunch outside, and, and they saw hundreds of people uh, marching towards them, and uh, they were in fear for their lives. They said. And so yes, um, which yeah. by the way, I do have the video. So I'm going to okay. I'm going to pop this up really quick because we, we got to check it out. We all got to yeah. see this. So, I mean, y'all agree, right? Let me let me pull this video up because this yeah. is this is real and uh, it is pretty crazy. I ain't going to lie. This is pretty damn crazy. Here we go. Oh, you see them with their guns, AR-15. Wow. Pointing him at people. One more time. One more time. Wow. Wow. 
So see that? She is screaming at her at the protesters, basically saying, basically she's pulling out a, a Gran Torino. You know, she's she's uh, she is channeling in her her Clint Eastwood, basically to get off my lawn. She literally is straight up doing that right now. Gran Torino, right now, as we speak. Wow, that it hit national news because that that looks crazy. That straight up looks crazy, y'all. Mm-hmm. Those guys yeah, were just protesting. Yeah, they, looked, they weren't doing they anything. Looked, but what are you going to say? They looked, they looked deranged. I don't know what else to tell you. I mean, especially that woman looks... I mean, it, you know, thank God nobody was hurt because this city would have just blown up had one of those guns... I mean, you know, they're waving guns around. Right. I mean, there are pictures where you can see her fingers on the trigger. Had anybody been shot, the oh, city would have blown up again. Yep. Like, ah, I just, I, here's the thing. I mean, these, these people are, they don't have any brains. I don't know how they got through law school, but I mean, if if your goal is to protect your house, well, great. Now your house has the biggest target on it in all of St. Louis after you've done this. Your street has the biggest target on it of any street in St. Louis. If I'm one of these people's neighbors, I'm furious at them right now because now we are ground zero for every protest that's going to come in because of these two chuckleheads. Yeah. And you know what's really frustrating to me is that uh, as much as we say, as much as right now we're going, okay, you know, nothing happened right now, wait for it. There's going to be a lot of people out here that are going to see that video, see that stuff, hit, it, it hit national news, it hit international news. There's going to be more people that are going to want to go out, drive up here, drive up to St. Louis, Go to that particular home and destroy it, vandalize yeah. it, whatever. It, it, not even let's just say not even burn it down. I'm just saying vandalize it. Let's just stay. This, this, let's just do tip of the iceberg of what could possibly ha- happen. You basically just said exactly as you just said. You just put a target on your back. You said, "Come on with it." You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's some crazy stuff. You literally were pointing a gun at protesters that are not doing anything to you. You called attention on your damn self. Now, also, uh, they also have their own injury law firm, if I'm correct. Uh, the McCluskey yeah. Law Firm or something like that. What is it called again, Tom? Uh, let's see. What is it called? Oh, sorry. Oh, I bro. don't know. But I yeah, think it's something I think like it's, that. it's McCluskey Injury Law. Do you think anybody's going to go to you anymore? Do you think anybody's going to go and, 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 and ask for your legal services anymore? Hail to the no. Certain, so that yeah, so that house. So that house. Well, there's a certain amount of people that would, but there's a <laughs> certain there's a lot amount of people that wouldn't. If you really think about yeah. it. So that beautiful beautiful home that you just renovated over the past few years to to restore it back to what it was a hundred years ago, which is exactly what they did. You know, they were in the in in a, a magazine talking about the, how they renovated their home back, restored it back to what it was in the in in the early 1900s. Like as much as you love this wonderful home, give it a year or two, you won't have that home no more. All that hard work that you just put into just got ruined and got destroyed because you pulled out your AR-15 and pointed it at protesters that were peacefully protesting that weren't harming you or nothing they weren't running up to your house now i understand that they have a response they put out a a a response or a statement 
just recently. Yep. Right, Jack? So what is it? It said, so uh, a mob of at least 100 smashed the historic Rod Island uh, gates of Portland Place, destroying them. Rushed towards my home where my family was having dinner outside and put us in fear of our lives, is what Mark McCloskey said. Um, the couple told the protesters that they were on tr- that they were trespassing on private street and needed to leave. Uh, shortly after, police said the couple grabbed their guns after noticing several armed protesters in the crowd shouting threats. This is all private property. Uh, there is no public sidewalks or public streets. We were told that we would be killed, our home burned, and our dog killed. We were all, we were all alone facing an angry mob, he continued. What? See you. Huh. Um, How hard would it, it have it been was, for... Like, as they were marching by, for them to just be like, hey, we support you. Or, right. like, hey, we're kind of on your side, you know. Rather than go grab a giant gun and start waving it at him. I mean, it probably would have really diffused the situation. It's been like, hey, we support Black Lives Matter, you know. Right. I mean, do you see the fence behind me? That's the wrought yeah. iron gate uh, that they broke down. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I guess if you're sitting there watching them and you see people are kicking this gate open or breaking through this gate... And then they're starting to come towards you, and then you obviously have some kind of racism in your heart. Uh, you go and you get your gun, right? It's, uh, <laughs> it's like an auto now, response. Now, here's here's the thing, though. All right, let let's let's talk about that that gate situation. Now, did the gate was the gate smashed before they got the guns, or after they got the guns? There's a difference. Yeah, gate smashed first, and they came into the street, okay. and then they were talking with them, and then they said once they started, they saw people with with armed protesters, then they went and they got their own guns. They said, okay, and they said they armed protesters that were saying threats. Now, I don't know what threats they were saying or who they were directing them at. Um, okay, but I don't know. I think this couple went a little bit Too beyond far. what was needed. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Now, you notice none of the okay. other neighbors were out waving their guns around. It was no. just these two morons. No, yeah. and, and, you know, I think what also happened is that everybody else did the smart thing, which was go home, go inside of their homes, lock the doors. Right. If they were really worried about things getting messy or things getting violent, they went into their homes. What they did. Now, I understand. Let me let me just say this really quick. Now, I understand. I understand the part of. I mean, if I was that person who lived in that luxurious, beautiful home and it's on my private street, the whole purpose of them having the private street, why do you think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> think about it. Think about it, guys. I don't need to spell it out for you. But moving on, they got that private street. They're on that private road, that private neighborhood for a very specific reason. So all of a sudden, they got this stuff. They're knocking on the, the gates. People are kicking the gates and they're ang- there's an angry mob outside. Now, I understand you being scared. I understand initially you're going, oh, God, you know what I mean? Like, what is going on? If, if I was in their shoes, I'd be, I'd be worried, too. You see what I'm saying? So, but that does not garner. That, that does not justify you going, getting your gun, running out, and brandishing your gun and putting it, pointing it at protesters. You're only asking for people to bum rush you. You're only asking for violence to come towards you. Go into your home. Close the door, and if you're really that worried, you call the 5-0. This is the moment when you want to lean on to the 5-0, right? You don't put matters into your own hands trying to show up that you're part of the NRA. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to do a, a Clint Eastwood. You don't need to do that. Call the cops, close the door, shut your curtains, and just let it be what it is. 
by you going out there, you were just basically poking a bear. You're poking an angry bear. Why are you doing that? So I understand your concern. If they're breaking down a, a, a gate like, like that one, you know, I, I, I get that. I get the concern, but there was no reason for you to pull out the guns and point them directly at the protesters. You're asking for trouble. Straight up, you're asking for trouble. Damn. I hope they enjoyed living in St. Louis because I, I cannot imagine they're going to be able to live in the city after this. I mean, as long as people know who they are and where they live, they're never going to feel at peace. I mean, they're, they're going to have to move into, like, deep, deep Jeffco now to get somewhere where they don't have people coming after them. I mean, they just made their lives so much more difficult. I mean, everybody knows their name. They yeah. know where they live. They know what their business is called. These people can't really live in St. Louis anymore, I hate to say. They're going to have to go find a new place. Yeah. I mean, what, what's funny is that there are a lot of people that are crazy enough to just stay. Mm. You know, yeah. they're, they're, even when they're exposed like that, they're just going to be like, well, F it. I'm yeah. still going to do me. I'm still going to go to the local Costco and get my stuff. I'm still going to go and do what I need to do. This is where I live and no one's going to no one's going to scare me out of here. Yeah. You know, but I would hope or I would assume that they won't be their business is going to go it's going to plummet. Yeah, yeah, they might get support from other people, but all of their supporters, all their clients are just going to be white all lives matter supporters unfortunately yeah. Yeah, all, the, all the people getting hurt yeah. i <laughs> i just i mean again i i just can't imagine being one of these people's neighbors because i mean the central west end is like it has a lot of foot traffic there's a lot of like bars and restaurants down there how many people are going to be like hey while we're down here let's go check out those two jerks houses and maybe smash some stuff up like if i'm one of their neighbors and my street has now been put on blast because of these two, where it's a curiosity where, I mean, the people bought these houses to be on a private street, to be protected from the public. And now their street is probably like priority number one for people coming to town to protest. If I'm their neighbors, I hate these people. I don't ever want to talk to them again. I, any sort of block party, I would disinvite them from. I would be furious at these people for putting the street on blast like that. Yeah. They 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 literally put a target on that entire neighborhood. Yep. And now and now, like I said, whew, wait for it. Just wait for it. It's you know, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm hoping I, I really hope that I'm wrong. I really hope that I don't have to say wait for it or that me saying wait for it is wrong. I really, 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 really hope that I'm wrong. But. We'll see. You know, this yeah. only happened. He's just going to be doing open carry all the time now. <laughs> like, he's going to have to have that thing just hanging off his back wherever he goes. Yeah. It's uh, it's going to be very, uh, it's not going to be great. It's not going to be great. So, uh, here it is. They done messed up, too. Big time. And we're just going to have to sit back and, and, and watch and see what happens in the upcoming in the upcoming days, you know, because obviously there's still protesting going on and there's still a lot of angry people out there and there's a lot of people that want change. So 
you know, this ain't dying anytime soon. This, this, this energy that's in the room, that's out there right now, it's not going to be stopping anytime soon. So, uh, we'll see what happens with that, with that couple and, uh, right. what happens with their home or in that neighborhood. Right. It's know. funny is that the streets that are north of Del Mar that have really nice homes are all private streets and they're all like typically white neighborhoods. And so it's like, oh, there are areas north of Del Mar uh, that are not like African-American like neighborhoods, like predominantly. And but those ones, they put the barricades at the end of the streets. They lock them up in right iron fences. Like it's pretty and it's, there, it's already a divide Yeah. Uh, with the, even up in the, the small streets that are within different areas that are expanding out from Del Mar. So. Yeah. And I mean, and also yeah. I got to, I got to say this too, which is um, a comment that was on here. Uh, Mike said on Facebook, what's up, Mike? He says, um, it's obvious they never fired or trained with those guns, LOL. And that's true. Oh, there's yeah. a, there's a moment where you see some photos that are out there where the, the husband is holding the gun in his, literally finger on the trigger pointing it towards his wife um you know you you could see that they clearly don't know what they're doing they're just kind of holding the guns trying to obviously project uh, intimidation uh trying to force this fear on people so that they wouldn't go so that people wouldn't come to them or go and harass them or go and, and and loot their home um like I said, if you're going to use those guns, you might want to get some training and know how to <laughs> properly hold a gun. Like the number one rule is don't point it at somebody if you don't intend on, if you you only point it at somebody when you intend on using it. Don't point right. it at your wife unless he was just trying to make a mistake so he can go, oh, darn, my, my wife is dead. Oops. <laughs> Thank God we don't have a prenup. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it might be. <laughs> Getting his Rambo on. Exactly. That's he did right. hold it like that. He That's was holding it just like, like that. I saw him. Like he was standing there with his stance. Like. <laughs> yeah, he was just like, you know, get off my lawn. You know what I'm saying? I'm your worst nightmare. <laughs> Who are you? Your worst nightmare. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know why I went Australian there, but you see what I'm saying. You know what I mean? Just straight up, just just ready to go. Watch way too many 80s movies. Way too many 80s action flicks. Real talk. But um, anyway, let's move on to the next co- conversation. Um, uh, obviously, there's some more things that we can talk about. So I'm can, gonna th- can we look at this breaking news that if you were watching the chat that was coming through um, in the last hour, Iran has issued an arrest warrant for Trump? Excuse uh, me? And, and has asked Interpol to, to help enforce it. This can't, that can't be real. Are you serious? Yeah. And so Ali Algasi Mur, the prosecutor general of Tehran, uh, said arrest warrants had been ordered for 36 people who had been involved or cooperated in the terror of Soleimani, including U.S. military and political officials. Um, so they put an arrest warrant and requested a red notice be published by Interpol for President Donald Trump. And uh, so... Interesting. There hasn't but, been a response yet from the White House. Wait, 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 wait. Um, why? It, why? Uh, for the killing of uh, General Qasim Soleimani in January uh, with the drone strike uh, that happened. And they went in and killed the general, um, and which left Iran kind of uh, perplexed as to you know when it happened, why it happened, and 
um, and there's they've been saying that they were going to, you know, have retribution for it. Uh, but a red notice when entered, uh, sent to Interpol's request to law enforcement worldwide to locate and provisionally arrest a person pending extradition, surrender, or similar legal action. Uh, it is the, at the discretion of local law enforcement authorities whether to act on the notices. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> it's <laughs> wow, it's pretty crazy. So wait, wait. So yeah. just so just so I understand, because that's that's very interesting. So then what what so then what happens next? If they put something out like that, what happens next? Because, I mean, I mean, that doesn't... I don't you see what I'm saying? How does that any work? U.S. people arresting Trump, and I don't see Trump traveling anywhere soon to be able to be, you know, in contact with an international type of police. Um, and if someone were to come here to try to... It's, I think it's more like in... It's more of like a show to the world... Uh, in a show to their people, saying, oh, look, we're taking steps. We've issued these arrest warrants. We want, you know, retribution for what has happened. We're, we're trying to do all of our legal legal steps that we can do. But to get to have the president extradited, um, I think I think New York would want him first before they send him away. Yeah, so, I was going to say, get in line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, I, I don't know. It's, um, yeah, I mean, the... During the death of Soleimani in January, the Department of Defense said the U.S. military had taken decisive defensive action to protect U.S. personnel, abro- personnel abroad. Uh, the strike we aimed at deterring future Iranian attack plans. The United States will continue to take all necessary action to protect our people and our interests wherever they are around the world. So obviously, you know, our stance is that we did nothing wrong and that we were just protecting our own soil and our own people. Mm-hmm. Um, and their stance is that, no, you've killed our top general um, and you've crossed the line. Uh, so, I mean, you know, typical pre-war type of discussions, I guess. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's, um, it's going to be really interesting to see how we respond to it or if there even is a... I mean, I'm just waiting for the series of tweets, really. I want to see what what happens on Twitter from Trump in response to this. And um, he'll probably say he didn't even know anything about it. So <laughs> That's really... Um, that is really interesting because, yeah... I, I I don't know if that has any I mean like I said I don't know if it has any effect on anything um you know it's not like he is in their country right now so how would they be able to obtain him but at the same time if they're just taking legal action and they're just taking that step towards what they need to do to do what they need to do that's that's very I don't know that's very wild to me man that's very interesting yeah. that's very very interesting um, that's really interesting. I don't know how to. Ex- I don't even know how to process that. To be honest, yeah. I, I mean, obviously that's breaking news. So I'd love to know more. Or you know, I want to see how things develop because, uh, man, there's so many like, people who want his ass right now. <laughs> there's so many people yeah. who want his ass, man. Right. Woo! Like Inter- Interpol has um, rejected the request uh, of the red notice. So, um. Yeah, I mean, the notices cannot be forced uh, on countries to arrest or extradite, extradite suspects, but can put government leaders on the spot and limit suspects' travel. Uh, but, yeah. And we'll, we'll see what happens here. Uh, but, again, I think it's going to be the biggest thing is going to be just Trump's response to it. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm sure it'll be measured and nuanced. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm sure yes. it won't be some Adderall fueled temper tantrum. I, you know, it happens at six in the morning or whatever. But. Yeah, I, I, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, that's very interesting. Speaking of Trump, let's move on to this next thing. Trump's re, Trump retweets then deletes a video of supporter shouting "What power!" Now, uh, Tom, I'm gonna throw this over to you, man. Speak on it, bro. Uh, yeah, well, <laughs> I am done with your. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, it says I'm, I'm so sorry. much. If you're not exhausted. I'm not exhausted at this point. You're just oh, not paying any attention exactly. at all. Exactly. Oh, I couldn't God. agree more. <laughs> so, yeah, on Twitter, I guess it was Saturday, Trump retweeted a video of, I guess, some confrontations taking place at uh, the villages in Florida. It's a retirement community. Mm-hmm. There were pro-Trump people float going by in these golf carts, and then there were counter-protesters shouting at them, telling them, you know, that you're racist, all that kind of stuff. And one of the guys that was driving one of the golf carts shouted white power in response to the counter protest. This is one of the pro-Trump people shouted white power. I'm sure most people have seen the video at this point. Uh, well, Trump, Trump, of course, retweeted that and has since deleted his retweet of it. But, you know, <laughs> damage has been done. People, people kind of know where he falls on that. Now, my question is this. Uh, I, I, I'm trying to find the video because obviously I want to I be able to show. I want everybody to hear this video. Um, I saw it a lot in, of cursing. Oh, there's a lot of cursing in it. Damn. A lot of cursing. In it. Yeah. Damn. Okay. Um, because I, I saw the video, um, this over this weekend and then I lost, I lost the link, you know, I don't mm. know if it got deleted or, de, you know, cause I saw it on Twitter. Now, obviously everything stays forever on the internet, but the thing is, is if you watch the video, I, I mean, I, I watched it several different times, but maybe I just didn't hear it, but I didn't hear the words come out of the anybody's mouth, but I could have been wrong. I don't know. Maybe I was just in a uh, loud the guy, area. The, the big guy very clearly says white power. Okay. Um, he, he pumps his fist and goes white power. Oh, <laughs> then I miss. I must have missed that part. Then I must have missed oh, yeah. that. Um, you know. That's, that's what Trump said too. He said he missed missed that part in the video. <laughs> oh boy, I am no way, shape, or form on his side. I am not trying to come <laughs> off like that at all. But at the same time, um. Yes, I, I definitely want to see this video for myself just to be completely straight funky. Um, I got to look this up because I want to see it. And I think everybody else wants to see it. So F it. If, if, if there's some curse words, there's some curse words. Let's just keep it moving. I'll take yeah. care of it in post, I guess. Whatever. Yeah. Um, We're just doing it live. <laughs> We're going to do it live. Well, they've, they've had some, they interviewed, uh, I guess, Tim Scott, the Senate's only black Republican, was yes. interviewed on CNN yesterday. He said, there's no question that he should not have retweeted it, and it should just take, and it should have just taken it down. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking this up, because I, I, we definitely got to see this. Scott also oh. said, you know, it was so profanity-laced, the entire thing was offensive. Certainly the comment about the I am so sorry. Say that again, Tom. Oh, sorry about that. That was a mistake. Go ahead. What were you uh-huh. saying? Tim Scott, he said, uh, you know, it was, he said the video was profanity laced. The entire thing was offensive. Certainly the comment about the white power was offensive. It's indefensible. We should take care we, or we should take it down. Uh, so that, that was Tim Scott. He's the uh, sole black Republican in the U.S. Senate. Mm. Interesting. Sole black. Sole. Yeah. Republican. That's, yeah. Uh, you had to use the word soul. 
Yeah, I know. okay, yeah. Oh, O-L-E, not O-U-L. <laughs> yeah, I was just playing with you, man. I was just playing with you. But uh, here it is. We're going to play this video. because, uh, and, and fair warning, uh, viewer discretion is, is advised. Strong language is in this video. Here we go. Done. All right. That was quick. Damn, Five dude. seconds into it. Damn. That was hella fast. Hold on, guys. In case you missed it, we're going to play one more time. Here we go. Damn, that was fast, son. Damn. Here we go. Okay, so that's enough for me. Thank you, Tom. Uh, thank you for that heads up. I appreciate it. Uh, the language wasn't so bad, but at the same time, except for the white power, of course, that's what I'm saying. Except for the white power, hold up before you jump down my throat. Hold up. I'm just saying, aside from the white power, the language wasn't so bad. But at the same time, why? Why would he not? Okay, so then I must have clicked on it when I saw it and it had already played a little bit. And when I turned up the volume, I missed that beginning part. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But at the same time, who would miss that? Who would miss that? <laughs> Except me. <laughs> just, who would miss that? See, I think the if you're going to retweet it, you, you know, if you're going to retweet it, wouldn't you rewatch it just to make sure? You see what I'm saying? Once you make sure whatever no. you're going to put out is <laughs> kosher to a certain extent, you are trying to get these voters. You are trying to get these votes, right? Tom. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I mean, you can either choose to believe that Donald Trump didn't know that the guy yelled white power in it. Yeah. Or crazy. Yeah, I mean, I can believe that you missed it because – you know, you're not a notorious liar like our president, but, uh, <laughs> you know, when Trump, I, you know, uh, nothing, nothing Trump says carries any weight anymore. So for him to say, oh, I didn't know the guy shouted white power in it, when clearly it's a video of a guy shouting white power, you know, he knows exactly what he's doing. I mean, what was it? Just a couple of weeks ago, he was doing Facebook ads with uh, Nazi, you know, symbols in it. Yeah, I mean, he's he's dog whistling the hell out of his racist base right now, just trying to throw anything and everything he can to let him know racist. I'm on your side. I know things are tough right now. I know they're taking down these Confederate monuments and all these flags and all that stuff. But just know you've got a friend in me. That's all he's doing. Wow. Mm. Where's, where, so the question is, where's Buzz Lightyear when you need it? <laughs> Got a friend. He's on his space force. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> He's busy trying to figure out how to land on Mars right now. Um, very, very interesting. And I mean, you know, uh, that's not a good look for him, y'all. That's not a good look. At the end of the day, he shouldn't have tweeted that. He shouldn't have retweeted it of any sort. That's a very bad look, y'all. Wow. That's a really bad like, look. look. Pascal in the Pascal show, he said he didn't hear it. Right. So yeah. You're, you're be the the See, Trump uh, fallback. Now <laughs> I wish. Now I wish I could retract what I said. You know, and just and just lie. I wish I could have just lied. Yeah, I saw. I heard it. It was terrible. Uh, honestly, <laughs> honestly, honest to God, you know, uh, you already know where I stand. But mm -hmm. I played the video, and I, I really – no, no, seriously. No, seriously. I really didn't hear it at first. But I didn't, I didn't hear the beginning or whatever clip I saw. But you also didn't retweet it either. 
That's true, true too, you know. Um, you can also slap your name on it and be like, yes, I endorse this. I endorse so. this completely. Whoops. Let me take that back. <laughs> and then the funny thing is, is that who was the person that broke the news to him saying, um, uh, Mr. President, uh, there's somebody that's saying white power in the very beginning of this video. I just want you to know. How does well, he... I already know. I'm going to take it down about 10 Right. Minutes. He's like, right, I know. Exactly. I know. It's fine. But I'm going to take it down eventually. I'll eventually take it down. Yeah. Clearly. Um, yeah. What's up with people today? What's up with people this weekend, man? Everybody, all, like, there's a lot of people that's showing their ass. Why? Why, though? Huh. Wow. Trump. What the hell? No, he really, like, the thing is, is, like, we are actually in the middle of watching the, the, the downward spiral happening right now. I'm assuming I'm that's the feeling I have. That's the vibe that I get is that he is just circling the toilet bowl and he's slowly going down. But the thing is, is that he is not going to go down without a fight. But unfortunately, the fight that he's having, he's showing his ass at the same damn time. It's going to be to the point where people have no choice. Even Republicans have no choice. But to vote Biden when it comes to it. He just needs to shut the, I mean, that's the thing. It's like if he, if he could only just shut the hell up for four months, he can't do that. But you know what I'm saying? That won't be possible. But if he could shut the hell up for four months and just go up to the podium and say what he needs to say, debate, 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 don't tweet anything crazy, he might have a fighting chance, but I don't know. I really don't know. I really don't know. Yeah. Do you think he wants a second term? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I know he can be prosecuted as a private citizen if he doesn't get reelected president. But I don't think he ever wanted to be president the first time. I mean, if he's if, if I were president right now and was trying to sabotage my own campaign, I don't know if I could do a better job of it than Trump is. Like, but he's got that 39 or 40 percent of his supporters that are that, like he said, he could shoot somebody in the middle of Main Street in front of a crowd of people and he'd still have his supporters. And I think he does have that 39 percent of voters or so that no matter what he does, no matter what he says, they are on board. Mm. And, you know, yeah, like, you know, like you just said, it's very true. He can sit there. He can go American gangster on somebody's butt right in the middle of a right in the middle of the street. That's what he says. And people will sit there and go, he can do no wrong. You know, in fact, they'll be like, have my wife, have my kids, have everything. It's all good because you're Trump or hey, he's not wearing a mask. So why should I have to wear a mask? It's my right as American. We should open these doors and open up the businesses back up again toting our AR-15s on state capitol. Those are very good people. But then when black people do it, it's a mob. They're thugs. Oh, oh, and don't get me started about this Reagan, uh, whatever, Escade woman. Escude, Escade, whatever the hell this woman was. That went up 
at the mega church that he was having the, the Trump rally at a mega church in Arizona. She went to speak on behalf of Trump. She, he endorsed it. He, she walks up, talks about how she should not feel sad or feel sorry. She feels that she should not kneel and feel sorry for the skin that God gave her for being born in the skin that God gave her. We have these people. We have a person in the white house that is fully endorsing this type of rhetoric fully. There yeah. are a lot of people out here that fully <laughs> absorb every single thing that he says, absorbs every single thing that he has. To me, it just does not make any sense. No. And I hope that good overcomes the evil because there's a lot of evil going on right now. And it's, it's really unbelievable. It's really unbelievable. And the fact that that kind of speech happened from that girl, and I know that's a little bit of a left turn, but I'm going there, says something about who we have in the office. What what did she say? I, I don't know much about this. The Reagan oh. Reagan Escude. What what did she say? You know, she said a lot of you know what, Tom? Thank you so much for asking. I appreciate that. She said mm -hmm. a lot of different things on, on you know, when she was at the podium, but it was a lot of you you can tell that it was it was very racially charged rhetoric. She went up there, okay, so long story short, she she's a woman who works for a worked for an insurance company. All right. Mm -hmm. So she went to Twitter and this is during the time, obviously during the I mean, still the Black Lives Matter movement is still very palpable right now. But this is during like the height of it is starting to get really, really, you know, the tensions were high. So she went out onto her Twitter and, and basically said something along the lines of the, just something against the BLM. And I wish I could pull up the uh, the 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 tweet. But it caused quite a ruckus in the Twitter world. Uh, this thing got retweeted, reshared. Of course, she was one of the people that actually turned, they actually kind of put her in that Karen category. And, you know, like we say all the time, the Internet is the biggest FBI in the world. So a lot of people found out where she lived, where she worked. So they called her workplace and said, you literally are going to be behind this person that you, you that tweets something like this. You should get her fired. She gets terminated from her job. Uh, this becomes a thing because she was very much in support of Trump and very much against the Black Lives Matter movement. And she made it very vocal. Um, so Trump saw this and felt like felt obligated to have her come up and speak on behalf of him. Mm. And in this speech, which was like about five, six minutes long, she goes in on this whole thing of like, oh yeah, you know, he's, you know, this Trump is this wonderful thing and we should never feel sorry or we should never feel uh, um, remorseful for, for being, for God blessing us with white skin. Um, she goes on and on. She talks about the, the cancel culture. She talks about uh, like the cancel culture, the wave of like getting hit by Aunt Jemima, all that stuff. She talks about mm. Jimmy Kimmel for a second there, but she goes 
all in on these things. And but you could tell in the speech it is ex just extremely racially charged and racist. Yeah. This is coming out of this woman's mouth. And then mm. she's, of course, saying, thank you, Trump, for being who you are. We wouldn't have the freedoms that we have if it wasn't for you. Blah, 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 so on and so forth. So it's a very interesting speech that we, sh we should definitely check out sometime because there, people are sitting there saying that she's about to be, she's going to be the next Tommy Lahren. Um, God. Crazy stuff like that. We need another one? I don't know. I, we got I, one too many on. I, I, I could have sworn I thought we had Candace. I thought they, or I thought they had Candace already. I thought Candace Owens was already there. You know what I'm saying? She's she's the black Tommy Lahren. So I don't understand why they're trying to bring, trying to say that she's in this piece. But in other words, there's a lot of people that are 110% behind what she says, loves what she said. You know, like she she was in a room, she was in a mega church filled with people that were there for Trump. So of course. She's going to be comfortable in her own, in, with her own. And like I said, just crazy how much that is okay. Now, the funny thing is, is aside from that, aside from him tweeting that white power thing, and yes, he's put out some other things. He doesn't really blatantly say it, but he'll have other people around him that blatantly say it. So if you're going to endorse it, clearly that's coming from your own mouth. If you're going, hey, Reagan, I want you to speak on behalf of us. I totally endorse what you're saying. You got to think before you actually bring somebody of that type up to the podium. You got to think that that is a, obviously a premeditated thing. You're not just, you know what I'm saying? It's not like he went after her speech and said, okay, actually, uh, I didn't know she was going to say that. I uh, totally disagree with what she said. No. He's sitting there clapping along and nodding at her and all that. So for me, it's like, so for you to say that he is not racist. Yeah. I got nothing to say. <laughs> I have nothing to say. Yeah, because I already he said that a million black times. Friend. No, I don't think anymore. Um, you know, <laughs> I think I think a lot of people that he used to, you know, he's got his one black friend. I'm sure. You know, have we heard from Kanye recently? You know, he's too busy with Gap. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. he's too busy say. switching gears we, and going. Hey, we I'm keep over mentioning here. his black friend. We might as well say his name. Yes. <laughs> you know, for a fact, he's sitting there going, "Well, I'm over here." I'm working on Gap now. I'm trying to make some a couple billion dollars over here, so I'm going to focus on that. And you know, there's a lot of people who think that there's Kanye did what he had to do so that he can get certain people exonerated, and uh, Kim Kardashian. You know, they like they would have done the same approach if it was Hillary Clinton in office or anybody else in office. That there's that theory as well. You know, but I digress. I digress. All I'm saying is the proof is in the pudding. You see it right then and there. As much as everybody says, oh, he does so many wonderful things for black people. It's like, okay, he's done three or four things a while ago. Now is the time for him to do something for the black community. Yes, there is a police reform bill being 
worked on right now, which is a great, which is great. It's a step in the right direction, but that wasn't without him kicking and screaming. That wasn't him. That wasn't without him fussing about it, making a fuss about it. But then you see that, and then you see him bringing up people who are endorsing certain movements and, and certain type of rhetoric. That is not the type of rhetoric that we should be embracing if, if you were president, especially in this climate right now. You shouldn't be embracing that kind of stuff at all. It's not an accident, though. I mean, of course look at who not. is like one of his key advisors and like his head speechwriter is Stephen Miller, who was caught emailing white nationalist literature to his coworkers. Who, I mean, Stephen Miller is a lifelong white nationalist. Look at Sebastian Gorka yep. at uh, his at Trump's inauguration. Sebastian Gorka, another one of his advisors, was wearing a brooch of his grandfather's. The brooch uh, represented an organization in Hungary that was Nazi-friendly, a fascist organization. It's basically the equivalent of the Hungarian swastika that one of his advisors wore to his inauguration. Trump knows full well who he surrounds himself with. He knows who his base is. And, yeah, he, he's a friend of white nationalists, and he's made that very well known. Mm-hmm. None of this is accidental. Hey, Pascal, I'm sending you the video of that girl, if you want to pull that up. Yeah, we can, we can pull it up here. Um, how about this? Uh, we're going to jump into a qu- quick break. Um, but then uh, when we come back, we're going to check out this video because it, it did go viral. Um, it was shared quite a bit. It was discussed last week quite a bit and i think you guys should see this for yourselves and and the thing is is i listened to it and i perceived it one way somebody else might listen to it and watch it and perceive it a completely different way so i'd love to hear everybody's opinions on this we're going to go into a quick commercial break we'll be right back this is the pascal show bye hey welcome welcome back guys thank you guys so much for tuning in uh, if this is your first time checking out this show, please go hit that like button on this feed right now as we speak. And of course, if you haven't done it yet, hit that subscribe button. I would really, really appreciate it. We are just in a in the middle of a very heated conversation because there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot of things that have been going on. Of course, I got the fellas back with me and all that. And, you know, we're, we are going to have to talk about a few things. There's a lot to talk about. I do have the video of... I do have the video. Come on. I do have. Okay. I do have. Let's say again. My, this rig is tripping, man. Um, I do have the video of the lady Reagan Escudi or Escud or Escude. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. But anyway, it is uh, the speech that we have been talking about. And like I said, I'm only going to talk. I'm only going to play a little bit of it, you know, because there's only only have so much time today. There's a lot to discuss. Um, but I wanted to get you guys to see this video for yourselves with your own two eyes and, uh, you know, make your own decisions on this. So here we go. Here's the speech. Trump in the very beginning, introducing her. Well, thank you, Mr. President, for being here today with all of us and for inviting me up here to tell of my experience with cancel culture. Um, My name is Reagan Escudet. I graduated from Northwestern State University of Louisiana in 2019, and I started my first job at a small private insurance company in Louisiana. 
um, a few weeks ago amidst all this chaos that we're seeing with the Black Lives Matter movement, I made a video on my Instagram and I talked about how disappointed I am in the church's reaction to the Black Lives Matter movement. Um, I've seen pastors call for white congregants to kneel and to apologize and to apologize for the skin that God gave them. And I, and I addressed these evangelical pastors and leaders and, and reminded them that racism is a problem in the heart. It is a sin problem that cannot be resolved by any law, protest, or march. followers didn't appreciate this message at all. Um, I had my name blasted all over social media and um, people told me, you know, I'm ashamed to have ever called you my friend. I've lost all respect for you. <laughs> I love y'all. <laughs> and so an ex-coworker of mine made a post on Facebook about me calling me racist and homophobic and she listed my place of employment and called for people to call my employer and have me fired. There were death threats made to the owners. Um, there were threats to knock down the building. Law enforcement had to get involved. And due to the crazy reaction from the leftist mob, my employer told me that they came to the conclusion that they needed to terminate my employment. But here's the thing, here's the thing. <laughs> Losing my job is a small price to pay when God's name is being glorified. Okay. That's enough for me. Oh. That's enough for me. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. She, she feels like she, you know, you know, for a fact, this girl was practicing this speech in front of a mirror and she's like, Oh, I got, I got some zingers in here. I'm going to write this and this is going to be amazing. And it's funny because throughout the entire thing, you can see the look on her face of like, oh, I'm about to be a superstar. Or, oh, I'm, 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 I'm getting the love within this room of people that are all here supporting this man. And I mean, you know, you noticed throughout the entire speech, she's taking moments and like just smiling and like, you know, it's kind of like, oh, thank you kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? Like there's a, a, a moment that you see where she feels like she has, she's in a room. She's in an echo chamber. So she can sit here and say all this crazy stuff. She can sit there and say those things that are coming out of her mouth with ease and with comfort. But if that was a mixed group, be a completely different way that she'd be saying that speech on God it would be a completely different conversation. In a completely different speech. And that's just the tip of the iceberg of what that speech is all about. It, it, she keeps going. But like I said, there are things that she says in there that is just, you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. Racist. In white Jesus' name. Thank you. <laughs> My thoughts exactly.
And how phony did that crowd sound? How forced did all of those reactions sound? All of the boos and cheers and hisses. I mean, it sounded like a married with children crowd, you know? Sounded like an audience. It just sounded like so forced. Absolutely forced. Mm. You know? And mm. that's the thing. You know? Like I said, he found a girl. Found a... Sorry to say this. I'm going to... F it. I'm going to say it. They found... You know, somebody in his team found the, the, the lily white girl that felt ostracized and felt like they were a victim, fell victim to the, the Black Lives Matter movement. And they rode that to town. They, they put that out for display and said, hey, sweetheart, you're going to get to speak to thousands of people. And put your name out there. I guarantee you they're already working on a Fox News show for her right now as we speak. Wouldn't be surprised. Say it to, uh, sorry to say it like that, but I mean, or the blaze at least. Glenn Beck is giving her a call at least saying, what's up? What's good? You want to be on the blaze? I guarantee you that. I wouldn't be surprised. And this is the things that are, that are allowed. And that is passable, y'all. You got our president who's endorsing that. God, we should apologize for the skin that God gave us. I'm sorry. When I hear that, I hear something different. In my head, I'm like, wow, is this like, is this, are we back in Nazi Germany? What is this? What is this type of speech? And you know for a fact that Trump's people had to at least okay the speech. He ain't going to sit there. I would hope not. He's not going to sit there and go, yeah, just come up and just, you know, just, just fly off the handle. You know, shoot from the hip, willy-nilly. They're not going to do that. You know for a fact they're going to read through her stuff. They're going to scan her speech to make sure everything's cool before she goes up to the podium. He endorsed all that, y'all. That was fully endorsed by our president. And yet he and his people, his camp, are consistently trying to prove that he is not racist, that he loves the black people. But then you bring someone up like that to speak like that in that type of way. I'm sorry, all signs, all road signs are pointing in a specific direction. They're not, they're not pointing in the direction that he, I would think he would want it to go. He is clearly coming off, wow. Like I said, he could have better choices. He could have made better choices even in just that speech alone. That's not even him speaking, but he spoke volumes through that woman volumes so when you see something like oh the white power video not a surprise not a surprise like i said that's just the tip of the iceberg of what she talks about in that speech because i I, i'm I'm sorry y'all can go check it out for yourselves it's out there take a look she says more and it's even more stupid 
is even more ignorant. For some odd reason, people eat that stuff up. It's crazy. It's the same same time when he called the COVID nineteen uh, the Kung flu. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's it, right. And said, it, and said it's just going away. Yeah, uh, and dismissed it as the plague that's going away. So. Yeah, I believe he's also bringing back the reprise of the bad hombres line. He's throwing out all his dog whistle racist stuff now. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's yeah. Like I said, <laughs> you know. That's who he's hanging his election on is racist. Yep, so. yep. And the racist saga must continue, and it will continue until either he is out of office completely, and that could be four years from now, or that could be, oh, good God, I hope not, but, or it could be Mm. November where, you know, he gone. I hope he gone. You know what I'm saying? I hope to God he's gone. But at the same time, like I said, there's other people that are just completely not looking at the things that are right there in your face. It's right there in display. You can't ignore it. You just Mm. can't. There's too, it's just too much, too many things, too many question marks popping up every five seconds. And there shouldn't even be question marks. There should be explanation, ex, exclamation points. Really? It's kind of like, what? Really? And this man is in office with us right now. Yeah. There's about 3,000 students that showed up to that event, and they said the majority of them were not wearing masks either. No. And that's the other so, thing. That's cool. A lot of people are, that's the other thing, you know. And then didn't they have to sign a waiver so that they Probably. wouldn't sue the rally? It, shouldn't, it wouldn't sue the campaign for if they were to contract the coronavirus? Right. I, I wonder if the, uh, like, the actual people that live in the city that, where it was happening, if they could sue because of the rally being held, if they could sue the campaign because of the rally being held, because they're creating a public hazard by people gathering in larger groups and actually going against the uh, the mask-wearing mandate, I believe, that was in the city, too. Mm. So if you attend it, yeah, you know, you're signing off and saying, I'm fine going here, but what about the other people that live in the city that now you're creating a hotspot, potentially? Yeah. Yeah. Um class action lawsuit against the Trump campaign. Yep. Well, you know what? Like I said, we'll, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I don't know how they're going to be able to do that. If they, you know, waivers have been signed. I don't know how they'd be able to get, you know, get around that. If somebody was to contract, right. The attendees couldn't sue, but I'm saying the people of the city where the rally was held. Oh, gotcha. 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 Yes. Like you, you brought a rally here. And we didn't want to have more pandemic in our town. And now we do. Yeah. Hmm. Well, we're only going to, it's only, only time can tell, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, Cause I mean, even so the rally was in Arizona. If I'm correct, that particular rally was in Arizona. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a hot spot right now. There are more, I mean, they had something in regards to uh, more cases in one day, just like a lot of these other southern states. They're having the same issues. So the rally was there. Also, Oklahoma, if I'm correct, they have the same numbers Mm -hmm. 
or numbers are, have have gone up in Oklahoma as well. So I, I don't I don't know. You know, we'll, you know, we can only sit here and just wait to see what kind of what kind of crazy, you know, what kind of stuff is going to pop up, you know, give it two weeks and we'll see. <laughs> really? It's only been one week, if I'm correct, since that since that mega church rally in Arizona. So only time will tell, unfortunately. Um, or fortunately, what am I saying? Um, so anyway, now people are talking here on the uh, comments down below. So I'm just going to, it's kind of a shooting from the hip here, guys, just a full on heads up. Um, but they're saying something along the lines of, okay, Queen Empress said, Russia put a bounty on American troops. Trump oh, yeah. said he didn't know he wasn't briefed. <clears throat> yeah, again, this is yeah. comes down to, do you believe Donald Trump or not? <laughs> mm-hmm. When he says, oh, I didn't know. When Donald Trump says, oh, I didn't know, that means he knew. <laughs> yeah, I think he knows the most about everything, but the least about everything else. Right, yeah, he just pleads ignorance on everything, <laughs> but... No, I mean, what she's referring to is there was yeah. a New York Times piece that came out over the weekend where they had several well-placed intelligence sources that noted that uh, Russia had been paying members of the Taliban to carry out attacks against U.S. troops. Russia was paying Taliban troops to attack U.S. troops. And they claim, these intelligence wow. sources claim, that Donald Trump was briefed on the matter in March and has taken no action and has done absolutely nothing in response. Not even a, hey, don't do that, guys. Just nothing. Now, Trump is saying he was not briefed on it. These uh, intelligence sources that have, you know, these people have been confirmed, been verified by both the Associated Press and New York Times, and I think Washington Post also. And these intelligence sources are saying he absolutely was briefed on it that he was briefed on Russia paying the Taliban to kill U.S. troops. And Donald Trump has done nothing. In fact, in early June, he petitioned to have Russia reinstated into the G7 G7 group of countries, of economic powerhouse countries. And he was basically laughed out of the room by, like, Canada and England when he said that. They were like, yeah, that's not going to happen. Oh, boy. But, uh, yeah. He, he still is so cozy with Russia, even in the face of knowledge that they're paying, that, that they're basically, by way of proxy, killing our troops. He, he does nothing about it. He knows they're meddling in our election. He does nothing about it. And he's going to bat for them, trying to get them reinstated in the G7. What do they have on him? Is the P-tape real? I guess that's what I'm asking. Like, if... <laughs> Like, if he's just willing to turn a blind eye to all the stuff Russia's doing, why? It really begs the question, why? Wow. So his tweets say that uh, nobody briefed or told him or the vice president or chief of staff about the so-called attacks on our troops in Afghanistan by Russians, as reported through an anonymous source by the fake news, New York Times. Everybody's denying it, and there have not been many attacks on us. Nobody's been tougher on Russia than the Trump administration. With corrupt Joe Biden and Obama, Russia had a field day taking over important parts of Ukraine. Where's Hunter? Probably just another phony Times hit job, just like their failed Russia hoax. Who is their source? So um, he basically is saying, Intel just reported to me that they did not find this info credible and therefore did not report it to me or VP 
possibly another fabricated Russia hoax, maybe by the fake news, New York Times books, wanting to make Republicans look bad. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> um, okay, you're, you're, you're president. What? Aren't you supposed to know everything that's going on? Aren't you supposed to know everything that's going on? Like, why sit there and go, I didn't know anything. I don't know what's going on. This is the, I wasn't briefed. I didn't know anything of this sort. Blame it on the other guys that were here before us. It's all their fault. What? Hmm. Okay, so here it is. If you were to sit there and say, oh, yeah, no, 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 it's all their fault. How do you know it's their fault then? So you must know something. If you're going to sit there and try to throw the blame on some other, some previous president and vice president, you're going to throw the blame on somebody else that you already knew. You've been briefed. If that is the case, you can't sit there and go, oh, I didn't know any of that stuff. But ask the other guy over here because he knows more about it. How would he know more? How would you know that he knows more about it if you don't know that he already knows? You know? (laughs) Think about it. You can't bl- throw blame on somebody if you didn't already know what was going on. You can't just throw. Okay, here it is. Now, I understand that he is a, a, a person that throws out random stuff all the time uh, that are, isn't true. And he'll just throw blame on people. But doesn't that make you look bad? If it's like, I, don't, I wasn't briefed and I didn't know about this, let me look into it. It would make more sense rather than, I don't know. I didn't know anything about this, but uh, let me l- blame it on this other guy over here. He knows everything about it. How would you know if if he if Obama and Biden were a part of that stuff, then you've been briefed. Then you do know. Because you're obviously. You're selling them out. You're throwing them under the bus. You wouldn't just make some false accusations. Now, would you, Mr. Trump? Oh, I guess you would. If that's the case. But you're literally throwing blame on somebody else rather than just going, hey, we're just going to look into it. Mm-hmm. What if it was before? Let's just say maybe maybe it wasn't Trump. But what if it was what if it was not during the Obama and, and Biden administration? What if it was before that? So you're just throwing it at somebody just making something up. So, so no matter what, you're just making things up. You're just pulling things out your ass. If you didn't know. That's what I think. That doesn't make any sense. You're suddenly just going to throw the blame on somebody else? Okay, I wasn't briefed. I'm going to look into it. That's it. That's the answer you need to make. You, you don't need to go and throw it on somebody else. That's, I think that's... <laughs> Stupid. Stupid and irresponsible. The master of deflection. That's exactly right. It's his MO. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I mean it really comes. It... Go ahead, Jack. Uh, so he can't look bad, you know. And he can't look stupid. He can't look bad. You gotta say that it wasn't your fault and you gotta say that somebody else messed up. Yeah. What do you think, Tom? It's just amazing how I mean it just makes me laugh that we're just so I mean we're 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 like 4 years into the Trump era and he still expects people to take his word for it. <laughs> I mean yeah. he's, he's totally worn out any 
any goodwill he had as far as a truth-telling person. He's not a truthful person. We know that about him. Even if you like him, you know he doesn't tell the truth. You know yeah. he lies. So for him to just say, oh, I wasn't briefed on it, well, I mean, m- maybe if it was a different president, we could be like, okay, maybe he didn't know about it. But he lies constantly. So you have to assume, well, of course he knew about it, especially when you have these intelligence sources that have been verified by the Associated Press and the New York Times, and I believe also the Washington Post, saying that he absolutely was briefed on it and that several responses were discussed in that briefing and that they've taken no response, that they've done none of the things laid out in that briefing. Hmm. Or you can just believe Trump that, oh, they never briefed me. Yeah, right. Come on. All that guy does is lie. I don't believe him at all. Yeah. Hmm. Do you think we have bounties out on other troops in different countries? God only knows what we're doing. <laughs> yeah. I, I always I always like the uh, Barry Crimmins quote. He said, uh, you know, people always say, you know, if you're so angry at America, why don't you leave it? And he said, well, I don't want to be a victim of our foreign policy. Yeah. So that's, that's always kind of been my opinion on it. Yeah. We know we're up to some shady stuff. Look what we've done to South America. But, yeah. Hmm. Unbelievable. Mm-mm-mm. Um, so let's do a little bit of a left turn, something a little bit more lighthearted, uh, at least on our side, is a little <laughs> bit lighthearted. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen, comedian and actor Sasha Baron Cohen, if you don't know who he is, um, he had uh, he has a bunch of movies out like uh, Barat, um, Bruno. He's got a uh, he had a show on 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 TV on HBO called Ali G. Uh, you know, he's a, he's a very talented and very funny comedian. He's known for doing like pulling out some kind of Andy Kaufman type pranks um, or type of comedy. Uh, his is a very social, very heavily on social commentary. Um, and it's it's just very he's a very, very interesting dude. Um, so recently he uh, was found crashing a right wing event and uh, he was in a band performing on the stage. And he got everybody in the in the area to sing along to this really really crazy sing along song, and uh, I'm gonna throw it over to to Tom. Speak on it, brother. Yeah, this this happened on Saturday. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen showed up to a uh, three percenters rally in Washington State. Uh, three percenters are like a super right wing uh, organization. And, uh, yeah, he's, he set up a stage. I guess they had a donation. I guess Sasha Baron Cohen's organization donated money to build the stage. And then they brought private security with them to protect themselves from, you know, the actual three percenters that were there. But he got up on stage and he led them in a, uh, in a song that was, let's see, talking about who wants to chop up Black Lives Matter like the Saudis do. You know, he was saying a whole bunch of, like, really inflammatory, awful, racist, anti-Semitic stuff, trying to get the group to join in with him. Now, uh, representatives from Three Percenters said that as soon as they realized the lyrics that were being said, that they were not singing along with them anymore, and that they don't condone the views uh, that Sasha Baron Cohen was espousing on stage. But from Sasha Baron Cohen's standpoint, I think he was trying to satirize the group by saying out loud what he believes they privately think. <laughs> yes. Uh, and, uh, so, you know what? 
I'm going to show the video. Yeah. Why not? He was up on stage for like over eight minutes. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he, he had was, armed guards protecting him. It was pretty funny. Yeah, he he literally had he had backup, and yeah. um and I don't mean by like backup singers, I mean that he really had security, yeah. uh, guarding him, uh so that, so that he can continue doing his thing. Um, so one second, I'm gonna. Got an ambulance waiting to be able to take him as the private escort away. Yes. It's <laughs> freaking nuts. Uh, hold on. All right. Here is the video. Sasha Baron Cohen being Sasha Baron Cohen. Here we go. Obama, what we got to do? That's that's enough. That's enough. Uh, you get the general idea. He uh, obviously he was getting everybody to sing along. Um, it is uh, crazy uh, because it's funny. As you watch the video l further on, you can see that um, people start kind of hesitating because they're going, wait, what? I'm singing. What am I saying? You know, at first it's like, yeah, inject her with the Wuhan flu, yeah. And then later on, he starts saying other things that just gets really, really racy. And you can see people start going boo, and they're they're getting upset because it's like, wait, this guy's saying, this guy's talking some crazy stuff now, and I'm not about to scream this out loud. But at the same time, it was nuts. And then of course they try to to shut it down. They try to pull the power. They they tried to get onto the stage. It, it, it turns into a big tussle uh, where Sasha Baron Cohen and his people have to jump into a car and basically hightail it out of there because, of course, there was I mean, there was a, a huge confrontation uh, on the stage as well, which was nuts. But yeah, fellas. So it looks like it was for his new show or the show uh, that he is part of called uh, Who is America? That's a political satire show. Yes. Uh, and so, and he infiltrated a conservative rally in Washington on Saturday. Um, but yeah, they were singing racist lyrics about President Obama, Hillary Clinton, Dr. Anthony Fauci, and the Wuhan flu. Uh, yeah, he disguised himself as a leader of political action committee. He wanted to sponsor the rally. He brought his own security team, uh, prevented him from turning off the power and from getting on stage. Yep. <laughs> It's pretty, uh, I mean, he's pretty, he goes above and beyond. I mean, nothing really shocks me when I see him do his things anymore because he is just, he tries to go to the furthest extreme. 
right. uh, as possible. I'm surprised. I mean, it, there's a reason that it takes him so long to be able to do anything now because he's so recognizable. Yeah. I'm sure if anybody was really sitting there and they really looked up at him, I mean, he's got a very, even if in, in his different you know personas, you can still tell it's him. Um, so, yeah. But what you're going to do, chop him up like the Saudis do. <laughs> Crazy. So, Here it is. Yeah. Like, go ahead. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Uh, that's all I got for right okay. now. <laughs> it's, here it is, man. I mean, here it is. Obviously, political, political satire is his thing. It really is his thing. I mean, you know, social satire satire in general is is really his thing i mean that's that's the whole purpose of him doing all those characters that he does a lot of the movies that he does are very they're satires absolutely um and that's what he does now yeah it's not every day that you're going to see sasha barra cohen out running around trying to play different characters because now like you just said jack everyone knows who he is so it's it's hard for him to play stuff play certain characters so i mean here it is i think it's pretty dope that he was able to do what he did but at the same time i keep wondering was it did he accomplish it did he accomplish the joke was the punchline did the punchline land you see what i'm saying now i get it that he was trying to get people those three percenters to say after him some crazy stuff my question is, did he accomplish that, though? We don't know. Some of them saying, you know, inject her with the Wuhan flu. Okay, that's fine. But then as he went and he started saying crazier stuff, you start noticing people aren't responding. They're booing. They're hissing. They're not, saying the, they're not singing after him anymore. So I, I wonder if that stunt was successful or not. Hmm. I, I mean, the whole purpose. Uh, I haven't the whole seen purpose, the rest of the video. The whole purpose <clears throat> is to have him, of course, not only get the the causing a ruckus and running off the stage. So yes, that part, yes, he he got what he wanted as far as footage for that part. But I'm talking about as far as him getting people to sing the music that he was saying. You know, mm-hmm. at first it was Hillary, then it went into Biden, and then he started saying other things. And after they got past Biden. Everyone's like, whoa, this isn't, nah, this isn't cool. And everyone starts booing and hissing. That's why the, the ruckus happened, you know? Um, so that's what I mean by, like, was it accomplished? Was it fully, fully accomplished what he was trying to do? I guarantee you he was probably trying to get some footage of people singing the other crazy racist mm-hmm. stuff that was coming out of his mouth. But I don't think he accomplished that. I don't think no. he fully accomplished what he was trying to get. He got ran off the stage. Even though it was eight minutes of him on that stage, that's a long time to be up on that stage or on somebody's neck. But moving on, mm-hmm. did he accomplish what he was trying to get? I Probably not. I mean, this is, you know, this is similar. He had a similar bit of, I forget if it was in the movie or in the TV show where he went to a country western bar and he started mm-hmm. singing an anti-Semitic song. Yes, And everybody in the bar was singing along and, you know, yes. cheersing each other and going nuts while he sang this song. You know, it was talking trash about uh, Jewish people. Yes. Which Sasha Baron Cohen is Jewish. Point that out. But, yes. Uh, yeah. 
it uh i i don't i don't know if this one landed as well but it's nice to see that he's out making new stuff and i i always like seeing anything sasha baron cohen does i mean maybe this one fell flat but hopefully he's got other ones that are uh you know gonna make us laugh and maybe make us think a little bit who knows yeah Mm -hmm. i just don't know if he's gonna be able to catch lightning in the bottle in that kind of fashion like he did in those other movies yeah you know because he is sasha barra cohen uh unless he goes into some crazy rural area where no like you know there's no way they would know who he is um i think it would be very tough for him to get away with that kind of stuff now you know he's you know in a way it's he's a household name in a way you know yeah so yeah Uh, everybody knows who borat is yeah Right. You can't you can't even say the words my wife anymore. I mean, he took that out of the lexicon entirely. <laughs> you facts. can't even be like, this is my wife without people like your wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, that's <laughs> over. Very nice. How much? Very nice. <laughs> How much? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. And that's. Uh, but, but, you know, I, I, I have watched the first season of this Who is America show and he. He definitely gets way more made up in it than he did in the Ali G show and for like Borat and Bruno. I mean, he's got full prosthetics on where you like if 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 someone were to say that's Sasha Baron Cohen under, they'd be like, oh, it is, isn't it? But, you know, at first glance, I don't think you would necessarily know some of some of the some of the prosthetics they do on that show are pretty extensive. Yeah. Um, There is there is. Hold on. Yeah, these lyrics are pretty um racy. Yeah. I mean, he's trying to touch on all of it. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> there is somebody who um is part of the three percenters, um, and he he he's one of the organizers. Um and he has like uh he goes in on his like speaks about like how they got in, how they got a part of it. Um oh, there we go. Yes. That's some crazy stuff. Uh, what he has, what Jack has behind him. Um, yeah. And then make him president, like make him president, like the Russians do. Um, yeah. It's hard to read that. Yeah. But yeah, he, he, he went in, but then, like I said, it got to a certain part where he was trying to get them to sing. Like he was going, come on, everybody sing along, sing along. And it just wasn't happening at a certain point. It just kind of hit a wall and everyone's like, no, nope, this is not cool. Nah, nah, we're, we, nah, we're not cool with this. And uh, it was very interesting. Um, but yeah, there is a, um, sorry, hold on. trying to get the video of the actual organizer talking mm. because he talks about like, you know, they paid a whole bunch of stuff to be there. Of course they took the money. Um, like they were funding a bunch of stuff just so he can be on that stage. So of course, what you going to do? <laughs> You're going to let the man who spent all this money to be on the stage, to be on this, on the stage. Um, because they weren't just going to let anybody on there except people who are going to pay the bill. And, um, but anyway, I can't find the video, but, uh, but it is pretty nuts what they had to do, what he went through just so he could be on that stage to sing that music. Um, 
And like I said, I guess it's just a curiosity, you know, just a curious case of was it successful or not? And I say no, I don't think it was. But I think also, I think his kind of comedy is, I, I feel like he's done because he's a name. Yeah. Unless, unless, you know, like as Tom just said earlier, like unless he has crazy great makeup artists that make, they go in and they make him not look what, the way he looks well, how he normally looks and he's unrecognizable. I can see that kind of thing happening, but I think now because he's such a huge name, it's going to be very hard for him to get away with that kind of comedy, you know, personally. Yeah, it's definitely going to be harder, but you know, I, you can't really see how made up he is in that video. I mean, it's kind of blurry. Yeah, super so blurry. It is super You can't blurry. really tell. I mean, you can definitely hear it in his voice that it's Sasha mm-hmm. Baron Cohen. I mean, that that sounds like Sasha Baron Cohen. Absolutely. But if you're not expecting it, I could see I could see you getting taken in by it. If you're if you're just at an event and there's some guy up on stage in overalls belting out a song, I could see where it might take you you know, you may not pick up on it that it's Sasha Baron Cohen. If you weren't expecting it. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, got to love the ultimate uh, banana hammock uh, behind his mm-hmm. head right now. <laughs> um, but there, you know, there it is. You know, that that's what's going on with Sasha Barry Cohen. But we got to move on to the next thing. Um, hold on one second. We're going to move on. Yes, we've been, we already talked about the bounties. Ah, Rolling Stones, man. We got to talk about this Rolling yeah. Stones, man. So the Rolling Stones is trying to get Trump from stopping uh, from their, them using uh, You Can't Always Get What You Want song. This is, this is interesting because it keeps on like it's not, if it's not Panic at the Disco, it's Rolling Stones now. It's interesting. Tommy Boy, speak on it. Yeah, I mean, I think... Starting in 2016, Trump had been using the Rolling Stones, You Can't Always Get What You Want, as I believe it was his closing song at a lot of his rallies. And BMI and the Rolling Stones are now saying that Trump needs to stop or they're going to look at legal avenues to sue him into stopping. I think Trump has been using the Rolling Stones under, and now I'm not a, definitely not an entertainment lawyer, but as I understand it, uh, there's a, a venue license. So if you're performing in a venue that has licensed music, then you can use it. But BMI also has a political event license and artists can choose to not allow their music to be licensed by politicians that they don't agree with or politicians in general, if they just don't want their music used that way. That's what's up. So the Rolling Stones are trying to claim, I believe that, um, this falls afoul of the political event license and that it does not apply to the, that he's not allowed to use it because of the event license. If that makes Hmm. sense. I'm not sure if it does, but uh, again, I'm not an entertainment lawyer, but they're, they are working with their entertainment lawyers to try and prevent Trump from using that song uh, at his rallies. Interesting. Uh, Because here's the thing, like, I mean, if I was if I was Trump or if I was any person running and I was playing that whatever song. And they said, please stop playing our music during our campaign. Fine. There's plenty of other songs on, under this on this planet that I could use. You know what I'm saying? Like, why must he 
there's no reason for him like there's no reason for it right there's no reason for him to fight it there's no reason for him to have an argument about it it's just kind of like all right the rolling stones one of the biggest bands in the world still one of the biggest touring bands in the world does not want you to play their music during your campaigns that shouldn't be a problem okay moving on I'm sure Bon Jovi is a big fan. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm sure, like we talked about this last week, Ted Nugent, all day, yeah. cat scratch fever, burning, done. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it doesn't have to be, you can't always get what you want. Right. And or, why that song? See, like, that's my I'm thoughts. a politician, that's not the song I want. It's like, you can't always get what you want? Yeah. You, are you saying people don't want me? Like, I'm running for president, for God's sake. You know what his uh, his new presidential campaign should be called? What's that? Meh. Meh. That's what yeah. the song is. Really? It's like, meh. Well, okay. You see what I'm saying? I wish I just felt meh about Trump. <laughs> We're well beyond meh. Right but now. you know what I'm saying? That's pretty much his campaign right now. It's like, meh. You know? can't always get what you want. I know there's probably somebody better than me, but, uh, eh, well, what, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Mm. Crazy. Yeah. He should definitely, and that's the thing, just go use some copyright, copyright free music like we talked about last week. But it's only going to happen that more and more bands and more and more musicians are going to sit there and go, who aren't Trump supporters, I mean, are going to sit here and follow in suit and just kind of like like a domino effect. No, do not use my music. Do not use my music. It's just going to keep going down the list on and on and on. You know, once you got panic at the disco saying no, that says a lot. And I mean, I'm just looking saying. at some of these other bands that have asked him to not use their music. Ooh, there's more. And my question, I mean, well, there's Neil Young. Ooh, there's okay. R.E.M., Right on. There's Tom Petty. I mean, what what made Trump think that that Neil Young would be a Trump supporter, or that REM and Michael Stipe would be conservatives? I mean, these bands' entire repertoire, I mean, very often is more of an indictment of conservatism than an endorsement. So why why does he keep using these bands that he knows don't like him, and that their entire musical? I mean, it's like the people that. Every now and again, you'll hear one of these uh, Republicans say, oh, I can't listen to Rage Against the Machine anymore because they're anti-conservative values. And it's like, have you ever heard a Rage Against the Machine song? That's kind of their thing. Mm. Like, it's yeah. pretty much it's just people that don't listen to lyrics and don't know anything about the musicians that they're, they're trying to use for their events. You'd, you'd think that he'd hear Losing My Religion and that would stop him real quick. <laughs> Given the fact that he's so God-fearing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> R.E.M., you know, it's like, maybe not. <laughs> what are you going to say, Jack? Uh, I see there's um, a whole list of songs here that were songs and marches created by the NSDAP. Uh, you know, the public singing and performing songs that yeah. are now illegal uh, for the Nazi regime. I'm oh. sure that he could, he could have <laughs> rights to those. Yeah, why not? You know what oh I'm saying? Just keep yeah. it simple. Just keep it simple. Uh, you know what? But well, see, then, uh, then his then his then his supporters would have to learn German, and half of them can't oh, even speak English well. So, ah, okay. yeah. 
Hey, you know, du hast, du hast mich. <laughs> Nine. You know what I mean? Dun, 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 dun. He could play that. Maybe. I don't think Rammstein would support yeah. me. <laughs> they probably wouldn't. They probably wouldn't. I'm sure Rammstein is not really uh, Trump supporters, but I could be wrong on that. It, 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 uh, is, is Mariah Carey a Trump supporter? Um, can he have her Christmas song? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Please don't. Please don't do that to us. It's your, it's your favorite song, Pascal. I know. Yeah. One of my, <laughs> no, please don't do it. Please don't do it. Just, just don't do it. Just don't do it. Um, but anyway, moving on to the next uh, topic. There's something that uh, that was interesting. Uh, and, and James, there's a little bit of an audi- audible here. Uh, but it was something that I it caught my eye in the uh, the chat section. Something about the John Wayne Airport. Yeah, they're something taking about, John Wayne's yeah, name out. They're taking John oh. Wayne's name out. Oh, they want him to. Yeah, what, what, what's you know, up with some racist remarks he's made in the past? Yeah, yeah, what's yeah, solely because of racist, solely because of that, or is it his filmography? I mean, is there other than just racist remarks in public? I mean, is there other things as well? Is there more? Is there is uh, there more to this? You know what I'm saying? I'm just curious. Uh, or- Orange County uh, talks about dropping it due to racist remarks made by John Wayne. Uh, that's what they have cited. Hmm. Uh, so let me see if I can get a little bit more info. Uh, oh, all these places want me to unblock their ads for some reason. <laughs> uh, well, I, I can give a, a, a little bit of an overview of why people might want John Wayne's name taken off of it. Some of his previous comments. Uh, in discussing the revocation of activist Angela Davis's teaching credentials, John Wayne said, we can't all of a sudden get down on our knees and turn everything over to the leadership of the blacks. I believe in white supremacy until the blacks are educated to a point of responsibility. I don't believe in giving authority and positions of leadership and judgment to irresponsible people. He was then asked about Native Americans playing subordinate roles in his movies, and he replied, I don't feel we did wrong in taking this great country away from them. It's that, if that's what you're asking. Our so-called stealing of this country from them was just a matter of survival. There were great numbers of people who needed new land, and the Indians were selfishly trying to keep it to themselves. When the interviewer requested an example of movies he finds perverted, Wayne singled out Dustin Hoffman and John Boyd's characters in Midnight Cowboy, which won three Oscars. Wouldn't, say, wouldn't you say that the wonderful love of those two men in Midnight Cowboy, a story about two, I can't say that word, but a derogatory word for homosexuals, qualifies? But don't get me wrong, as far as a man and a woman is concerned, I'm awfully happy there's a thing called sex. And it just goes on and on. He, tons and tons and tons of just bigoted comments from John Wayne. Yeah, he said, uh, I believe in white supremacy until blacks are educated, until the blacks are educated to yeah. a point of responsibility. I don't believe in giving authority and positions of leadership and judgment to irresponsible people. Yes. Yep. And we, it's funny. You, you're just repeating what Tom said. <laughs> I know, but that's uh, like, but that, that is, is yeah, go that ahead. One alone right there. Like is not like everything else. Like he touches upon it, but like that is like a direct statement of a, like, 
That's a full-on bigot. That's, that's that is, the line that, that, that is got a, me. That is the line that is a full-on, uh, that's the epitome of a racist bigot. Let's just be completely strength funky. And uh, my opinion, my personal opinion, bye-bye, John Wayne Airport. See you later. Hello, Orange County Airport. <laughs> or Hello, Orange County Airport. It's kind of nice. It's got a nice ring to it. You know what I mean? Wow. That came out of that man's mouth? Damn, ignorance is crazy, man. Yeah. Damn. It's really tough because, like, you know, I, I have a little movie recommendation app, and I'm not a big Western guy. I've never really been, in, been big into Westerns. But uh, this movie app had recommended for the longest time that I watched The Searchers. So I finally did. And just knowing what I know about John Wayne and then his character in that is also supposed to be kind of a, you know, I don't know, bigot, but kind of a closed-minded, old-school kind of guy. Mm-hmm. And I, I couldn't watch The Searchers because I'm just like, oh, that's eh, a racist playing a closed-minded, old-timey values sort of guy. Yeah, it's he's, like, uh, he's speaking from experience. I, think, I, I yeah. can't watch Plain. it. Yeah, this is the straight, you know, this is in his wheelhouse. Speaking yeah. straight from experience. Man, come on now. You know, <laughs> here it is. Here it is. Uh, obviously, he did his part as far as movies go. As far as westerns go, iconic actor for those things. Man, I guess he, you know, if we, do we cancel him altogether? Yeah. That I think Flavor Flav said it best. He said, what, is your rhymes are simple and plain? Mother blank you and John Wayne? Oh, then there you go. <laughs> Bang, thank, I was like, what? What line? Thank you so much for that. Mother F you. <laughs> and John Wayne, yeah, that's that's nuts, man. Um, His name's not even real, really John Wayne. It's Marion Michael Morrison. <laughs> really? His his name is what? Marion Michael Morrison. He was born Marion Robert Morrison. Oh boy, I could see why he changed his name. <laughs> good name though. His his real name is a good name, but I can see it. Mm. I can see why. In a way, I mean, in his own views of like what he just said on, in that interview, clearly he doesn't want to be running around here going and marrying whatever his last name is. You know what I mean? It's Morrison. He's like, that's that's a that's a little femme. You know what I mean? I got to get um, John Wayne. That sounds American. Duke. What do you say? He goes by the Duke. Ah, the Duke. Yes. 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 But anyway, I don't want I want to make sure I get my Flava Flav quote uh, right here. Yeah, go ahead. He says, uh, Elvis was a hero to most, but he never meant blank to me. Straight up racist the sucker was, simple and plain, mother blank him and John Wayne. Bang. So there we go. (laughs) Bang, bang. Um, But anyway, guys, uh, it is time to wrap it up. All right, Uh, Jack. Tom, thank you so much for being on today. Really appreciate it as always. Um, thank you everybody who tuned. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. I really appreciate it. And uh, like I always say, hit that like button down below. Hit that subscribe button. That would really mean a lot. I will be on later on tonight at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. And for those of y'all who are just tuning in for the very first time, we do this show 9 a.m. Central Standard Time, Monday through Friday, uh, but I will be on a little bit later on tonight. Hopefully, I will get uh, the treasurer of St. Louis, Tashara Jones, on to talk about everything that's going on with Mayor Lida Cruzen. It should be interesting. 
should be an inter- interesting conversation. So hopefully, hopefully she'll be on. And of course, we're going to be covering, I'll be covering things that were missed throughout this entire day. So be sure to tune in and be a part of the discussion. Anyways, time to get going. I love all y'all. Be good to yourselves. Be good to one another. And I'll see you guys at se- 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. This is the Pascal Show. Bye.